This podcast is brought to you by Acme Markets. Fresh foods, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news updates with Kathy Romano. Today is Tuesday, May 5th, Cinco de Mayo. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning. In the news this morning, residents in southeastern Pennsylvania are waiting in envy as parts of the Commonwealth prepare for the yellow phase of Governor Tom Wolf's COVID-19 reopening plan. But uh, what we want to know is when the Philadelphia region will move from red to yellow and then ultimately green. The state's reopening plan went into effect last week, announcing the first wave of counties headed into the yellow phase Friday, May 8th. 24 counties from north central and uh, northwestern Pennsylvania are preparing this week. The restrictions are similar uh, to the ones in the the uh, red stage, but still they're moving into yellow. A significant portion of Pennsylvania's revenue comes from six counties in the southeastern part of the state, including Philadelphia. Governor Tom Wolf explained in a release last week the requirements. The counties were deemed ready to move to a reopening or yellow phase because of the low per capita case counts and the ability to conduct contact tracing and testing and appropriate population density to contain community spread. But in order for other counties to catch up, there needs to be more widespread testing to know how many people are affected. Delaware County Councilman Kevin Madden suggests nursing homes, which make up a bulk of their cases, be counted separately from the rest of the population. But Secretary of Health Dr. Rachel Levine did not agree, saying that nursing homes are part of the community with the staff going back and forth. Kathy, they're trying to get people chazzed on this. and They came up with a slogan called catch yellow fever and then they realized that was a mistake yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, no that's a terrible yeah. slogan no yeah and they realized no historically that's <laughs> right that's not good wow that's so yeah. stupid the pennsylvania department of health monday said there are 825 additional positive cases of covid19 bringing the state's total to 50,092. all 67 counties in pennsylvania do have cases of covid19 and on monday the department reported 14 new deaths bringing the statewide total to 2,458 in pennsylvania I'm I'm glad they pointed that out about nursing homes because I mean when I when I hear people just brushing that off I'm like you can't that's just that's ridiculous I mean these are human beings I mean come on they're yeah. part of the community well, who's I, brushing I it off say, I'm just hearing numbers of all oh, these numbers are inflated and so forth they were you know they were they were they were on their way out anyway you know there's that attitude oh uh, that's and a little I, dismissive it's, yeah. it's evil I can't stand it these are these are human beings and every single one of these numbers counts so that's why we got to keep our eye on the ball. A Trump administration model projects a rise in coronavirus cases and deaths in the weeks ahead, up to about 3,000 daily deaths in the United States by June 1st, according to the internal document obtained by the New York Times. The projection represents a significant increase in deaths over the past week. About 2,000 Americans died per day, according to the data from John Hopkins University. The increased estimates come as states have eased restrictions and after a weekend of many Americans spent outside at protests and enjoying spring days in the park. Florida, Colorado, Indiana, and Nebraska, South Carolina, and West Virginia, among others, moved to loosen restrictions in an attempt to revive a uh, an economy that is down and calm restless residents. The projections are based on government modeling, which were put together into charts and graphics by FEMA, according to the New York Times. The White House said in the statement that the document obtained by the Times had not been seen by the coronavirus task force. The president's phased guidelines to open up America again are a scientific-driven approach that the top health and infectious disease experts 
experts in the federal government agreed with. The health of the American people remains President Trump's top priority, and that will continue as we monitor the efforts by states to ease restrictions. However, a source close to the task force said some members have seen the new projections and that the estimates should be taken seriously. The projections made clear that these reopenings come with fatal risk. Coronavirus has killed 68,285 people in the United States and infected more than 1.1 million others, according to the data from John Hopkins University. The Asian giant hornet has, that has been found in Washington state reaches sizes of up to uh, two inches long. Scientists have declared them the world's largest hornet whose stings can and have killed, uh, killed humans. They have also nicknamed them the murder hornets. And now for the first time, they have been spotted in the United States, specifically in Washington state. So far, researchers aren't clear how the hornet made it overseas. Insect experts in Pennsylvania say that they uh, have zero sightings on the East Coast. Now, Dr. John Cambridge... The CEO of the Philadelphia Insectarium and Butterfly Pavilion said right now education is key as there are insects in our area that can be easily misidentified as the hornet. He says uh, there's extra large cicadas, a bumblebee or something like that. Um, and people may think that they're seeing this Asian hornet, but they're not. Cambridge said it could be years before the invasive hornet is even spotted on the East Coast unless it's transported here. Even then, he says the threat to humans and the environment is generally low, but the threat to honeybees is something those in the bee industry are closely tuned in on. 30 of these hornets can actually wipe out 30,000 honeybees. Yo, they're a little scary looking. I just, not not just a murder hornet. I just mean hornets in general. Yeah, they're big big bastards. I had um, The trick is you don't want to, you don't want to deny entry to the wrong bug if a bug's trying to get in your house. Well, it can't be whatever the uh, equivalent of racism in the insect world. You got (laughs) to, you got to be right, Preston. Mm -hmm. You don't want to identify people and insects. It's just wrong. The well, and and that the name has a... to be the murder hornet, really? You've got to be. Well, that's a bad name, and they, yeah. they really deserve a better PR firm. Is the but... lanternfly still a thing? I mean, is it, oh, is yeah. it, okay, is it still going to, is it just. It's going to be worse this year than last year. Yay! Yeah. Really? Well, do murder hornets kill those? Well, that's what I honestly, wondering. they decapitate the honeybees. Can we train them to decapitate the uh, lanternfly? Maybe they're trainable. I don't really know. <laughs> wow. Experts say the concern is whether or not there are established colonies on the West Coast that could determine how quickly the hornets can be taken out. Experts say uh, better to report a possible sighting than try to handle it yourself. You know, it's worse, Kathy, the, the COVID farting platypus, which <laughs> is uh, now in Washington as well. No. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It just farts these large clouds of COVID. <laughs> but, uh, about six or seven weeks ago, I tweeted something along the lines of, you know, I, I missed the uh, spotter lanternfly just sort of as a joke. And yeah. there was actually an entomologist that reached out to me and he said that because we had such a really mild winter oh, that God. the lanternfly this year is going to be worse than it was last year. Well, you know, what kills me about the murder hornet is that its head looks like it was drawn by a bad mole artist. It's far too big for <laughs> crazy. It's, it's like, well, we need super huge mandibles. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's horrible. And those lanternflies, like the way that they fly and like bounce and kind of land on you, like literally freaking out. I, like, I love to see like a big dude and one of those things. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. That's what it's like. Yeah. All right, let's do sports this morning. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> 
Eagles quarterback Carson Wentz said he is not concerned by the team's decision to draft Jalen Hurts in the second round and is okay sharing offensive responsibilities with him if it's what's best in the best interest of the team. In a teleconference with reporters yesterday, Wentz said, all I've wanted to do is win and stand up there and hold the Lombardi Trophy. Whatever that takes, whatever it looks like, I'm on board. Wentz reached out to Hurts, who was selected 53rd overall in last month's NFL draft, had a brief conversation with him and also welcomed him to the team through social media. The NFL announced on that uh, announced that there will be no games played outside the United States during the 2020 season because of the pandemic. The league says it plans to resume international games in 2021. The Eagles played in London a couple of years ago, and there was thought that they might get a chance to play a road game in Mexico City this fall against the Cardinals, uh, but that obviously won't be happening this season. And Don Shula, the NFL's winningest coach who led the Miami Dolphins to the league's only undefeated season, died at the age of 90. The Dolphins issued a statement saying that Shula died peacefully at his home in the statement the team wrote Don Shula was the patriarch of the Miami Dolphins for 50 years he brought the winning edge to our franchise and put the Dolphins and the city of Miami in the national sports scene our deepest thoughts and prayers go out to Marianne along with his children Dave Donna Sharon Ann and Mike Shula won an NFL record 347 games including playoff games he coached the Dolphins to the league's only undefeated season at 17-0 in 1972 uh, culminating in a 14-7 victory over the Washington Redskins in Super Bowl Seven, And that's what I have for you this morning. My dad played for Don Shula. He yeah. was really? A, no he was assistant coach at the University of Kentucky. Oh. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, wow. so, sad news. He said he hated his guts, right? Uh, no, I don't think he hated his guts at all. Uh, we welcome you to Tuesday morning, the President Steve Show. We have a few things taking place. Real quick, a uh, text came and says, can we get a shout-out to the Delaware State Police? I see this trooper at Starbucks every morning listening to you guys. Oh. So we'll send a random shard out to that uh, uh, trooper in uh, Delaware. Thank you very much. We appreciate that. Um, and we have MMR's Rock Refund two times today. This is the final week. Well, sort of the final week because we're going to do it on Monday as well. This coming Monday will be the last day. Right. Uh, there was a holiday that we skipped out on, so we're going to make good on that. And so you have, we're running out of time is the bottom line here. So I just want to make sure that you're taking advantage of this opportunity, okay? So 8 a.m. and 10 a.m., your first two chances with us today, and then you get noon and two, and then, uh, wait, yeah, noon and two, and then four and six, and then eight o'clock. Uh, so we got it all day long. Make sure you check the website if you need information, WMMR.com. We will also have David Boreanis on the program today. Uh, David is checking in, SEAL Team, his uh, show. It's a good show. It really is a solid show. And before that, we'll talk to uh, comedian Dan Cummins. He's going to be getting in touch with us because he's got a new stand-up comedy special, which is available on Amazon Prime. Now, we also have a couple of announcements to make, some uh, programming notes and things like that, that we will make sure that you are aware of the info as we go through the course of the morning. So, a bunch that we're going to get to. Uh, during the next few hours, and we hope you'll stick with us. We'll come back in a moment and ask a stupid question, give some stuff away, the entertainment report, all these things taking place. So stay with us this morning. We'll be right back. Love Preston, Steve, and WMMR? Check out WMMR.com for more of everything that rocks. As we ease back into life bit by bit, Acme wants to help you reconnect bite by bite. When doors start to open, when parks are filling with laughter again, and you can reconnect with family and friends over food, Acme will be there with you every step of the way. For birthdays and barbecues, parties and picnics, and of course, down the shore. Celebrate life together with Acme, your favorite local supermarket, and the official supermarket of MMR's Preston and Steve Show. 
back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. A fun text message. Case, you got to be in here for this for this uh, text message. Case, yeah. there's a text message I'm going to read that you need to hear. Oh, oh sorry about that. Uh, it's He was just uh, talking to Marissa on the right, other side. Right. He said, uh, it says, hello, Preston. Hello, Steve. Hello, Hamas. How do you say hello? <laughs> I knew it. So that uh, was for you. Oh, thank you. Well, thank you, person. mystery texter. That was nice. And also this says, good morning, bitches. Is it okay to start day drinking yet? Yeah. It yes. is Cinco de Mayo, yeah. so uh, have a margarita. Help yourself. I have to imagine, Kathy, uh, are oh you, you're a big margarita fan, are you not? Um, yes, I love margaritas. I have fresh... Wait, okay. Yeah, what's happening? You need Hold to on. mute your... Uh, what's going on The here? speaker. Your... It, on I, I think muted. it's my fault. I'm, I'm having FaceTime problems, guys, so I apologize. Oh, it was okay. on me, Kathy. There we go. All right, what were Thank you saying, Kathy? God, all the damn noise comes from my house. Kathy's um, not muted. I think it's... Here's, 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 what, what, what's happening? Kathy? Um, I am 100% muted. Okay, everybody check their phones here. Real here, quick, wait, I'm we gonna... do FaceTime as well while we're on here. I'm muted. I'm muted. All right. Test. Casey? We were all muted. Uh... Now it seems to be okay. Kathy, go on. It's gone. We're good. You were saying. (laughs) Oh, margaritas. Yes. Yes. I I have fresh squeezed uh, lime juice in my freezer that I'm going to take out. uh, And I'm going to make uh, fresh margaritas today. Good. For for lunch. You know, I wasn't going to drink. (laughs) I wasn't going to drink until you just mentioned that. And now I think I'm going to have to because the the saliva has started to flow in my mouth just as you said lime juice. If you don't honor Cinco de Mayo, then you're racist. Hey, real quick, Preston, what kind of tequila do you use for your margaritas patron okay that's okay. what i use as well yeah. i just was wondering yeah I like to switch it up every once in a while you know i gotcha <laughs> uh all right so we're gonna do today's stupid question we are gonna give away a 50 dollars cash card from armor metals and recycling the question i have for you i was just uh reading about the great wall of china but did you know that there's another great wall a 73 mile long wall in europe and was built by the romans in the second century what is the name of that wall, 215-263-WMMR. There is a 73-mile-long wall in Europe that was built by the Romans in the 2nd century. What is the name of that wall, 215-263-WMMR? Let's see if you know the answer. I will go through some birthdays while we are awaiting your phone call. Today is Tuesday, May 5th. It is Bill Ward of Black Sabbath's birthday today. Uh, He's the drummer of the band, and with their reunion, he ended up not being a part of it. Because of uh, contractual issues, right? They couldn't come to terms on money? of money, and the band was claiming health and things like that, so it got a little bit ugly. As they say, a sticky wicket. Yeah, exactly. Wherever uh, they say that. Bill Ward, he had some cool drum parts, I think. Uh, he is uh, 72 years old today, so happy birthday, Bill Ward. Michael Palin from Monty Python. Genius. Uh, he's fantastic, yeah. He's uh, 77 years old. Is he the one in Fish Called Wanda who, he's like, Dah! He has a stutter, okay, yes. Okay. His yep. name is Ken, yes. All right. Uh, yeah. He, also he, a, he stutters throughout the movie. A great world um, touring reporter. He has done a number of... of uh, television series from around the world, and yep. he's great at it. Mm-hmm. He's 77 today. Tina Yothers. Oh, my God. Uh, from Family Ties. Jennifer Keaton. That's she, right. She was one of our first celebrity interviews at Y100 Preston. Do you remember that? Yeah. We she actually was, hung out to record that. She was in a band, and uh, <laughs> yeah. and we had a delay during the interview, 
interview. I remember it was weird and uh, it wasn't a very good interview. She was one of the first autographs I ever got. No I kidding. Saw her, yeah, I watched the show and I actually saw her at a Debbie Gibson concert. She sat like two rows behind me. And my mom was like, go ask her, go ask her. And so she was on the, I remember she was on the aisle. And so I went up, asked for an autograph. And uh, I think I got a picture with her. It's somewhere. But Was she nice? Was she know. pleasant? Yeah, she was fine. You All know, right. yeah, she, she signed. God. I think, I honestly, I think it was a hat. She signed a hat and then that was it. If you were wearing leg warmers, that would have been a full 1980s explosion right there. Teeny Others and uh, and Debbie I, Gibson. I don't know if I had leg warmers, but I definitely had the Debbie Gibson hat. I had the Electric Youth t-shirt <laughs> that was like an exclusive that she gave to us and uh, the pin, of course. Wow. Of well, you knew somebody in her dancing team, right? Yeah. yeah. So yeah, that was It was actually the same concert. That was like... I think it was the same concert where, um, yes, because my cousin was her choreographer. And so there was, um, when they did, oh, what was the name of the song? I forget, but they used to pull kids up on the stage. And so, of course, my cousin grabbed me and I was up on the stage. And connections. Wow. Right? <laughs> uh, so she's 47 today. Lance Henriksen, who's been here in our studio. Great. Uh, Millennium, great TV show. Uh, Alien films, Terminator, The Right Stuff. Uh, he's 80 years old today. He's a character actor who you you occasionally look at a movie that you had no idea he's in, and you go, but Lance Henriksen, he 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 did a move here in the st- in the uh, studio. Oh, yeah. Do you remember the movie he did with his room key? Yeah, it I was forgot. great. We had uh, Calendar Girls in here. I think Brittany Taylor was. Is here. that who it was? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Brittany. And uh, yeah, he had his uh, he had his room key, and he's walking out, and he goes, he drops it on the ground. He goes, oops. <laughs> Uh, insinuating that she might pick it up right, and right, head right, off yeah. to the hotel room together. It was very, very funny. He's 80 today. Brian Williams from NBC News. Uh, he is 61 years old today. He's only 61? Yeah, yeah. Some reason I thought he was older. And uh, isn't his daughter uh, the yeah. actress? Yeah, uh, Allison. Yeah. Allison. She had her wow. butt munched on uh, <laughs> girls. Yeah. Stunning. Uh, John Reese davies who was a Salah in the Indiana Jones films, but also Gimli in Lord of the Rings. And he was great. He's 76 today. I uh, love when you, if you watch the behind the scenes, the special effects, the practical special effects they use to make them look small during that movie. Yeah. It's brilliant. Unbelievable. Yeah, the perspective. Oh, yeah. That's yeah, cool. Uh, he's 76. And then Henry Cavill. I love him. Yeah, Man of Steel. Uh, he is celebrating his 37th birthday today. Who is he with? Isn't he with somebody? He's ever, with. Oh, uh, she's with. Uh, um, uh, um, or am I wrong? No, you're. you're okay. She's just a stunt woman and martial artist and actress. She's in. She was in the Mandalorian. Come on, we got this. Carano. Uh, uh, Tina Carano. Tina Yothers. Tina Yothers. She's with, he's with Tina Yothers. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, she Gina. is Gina, Gina Carano, and yes. she is in That's line it. possibly to play She-Hulk. Ooh. Yeah, she's okay. uh, she's amazing. Wow. But he's the most jacked. Superman. He's yeah. And he was really good as Superman. They have they have a you know a, a scene near the beginning of the of the first Superman movie, Man of Steel, where yeah. he's he's looking for clothes, yeah. he comes up out of the ocean, he's getting doesn't have a shirt on. He's you know <laughs> God is he jacked. It's ridiculous. He's thirty seven today. Uh it's Adele's birthday today. Oh. Uh she is thirty two years old today. New album supposedly in the works case? You would hope so because uh, she had like a divorce, and right. usually, like her best stuff comes from pain and massive weight loss. Yeah, so her, um, I mean, this album, Twenty One, yeah. this came like directly after like a heartache breakup, and it's um, it's just a great album. And I think her first album was pretty good. Her album after that was okay, but Twenty One was. She like, needs pain to make it work. Maybe. All right. What's the the one song? Is it Hello? Yeah, yeah. Is that like that? I remember hearing that for the first time. I was like, "Dear 
God, what happened to her? That really? was on. That was on. I think her last album. That was on twenty five. So okay. Yeah, we have that one. This one. That one. Yeah, that's the yep. one. Yeah, yep, yep. She's thirty two, and then uh, Brooke Hogan. Oh my God, daughter of Hulk Hogan. Hogan knows best. Hogan knows. Yeah, Hogan knows best. Short lived yeah. because the family just fell apart. <laughs> yeah, she was and an amazing she, singer too, right, Steve? He was. Yeah, she was another amazing <laughs> singer. He was dating someone who looked like Brooke Hogan. Looked like her. That's and right. and uh, she was <laughs> dating one of her son's friends. Do you remember that whole horrible dynamic? Yes, that was. It, awful. it was the creepiest synergy yeah. you could possibly yeah. have. Yeah, that was weird, man. Weird. Uh, all right, we're going to go for an answer to the stupid question. Uh, name the seventy-three long, seventy-three mile long wall, which is located in Europe and was built by the Romans in the second century. Two one five, two six three WMMR. That is a number, and I will go to Andy and see if he knows. Hi, Andy. Good morning. Andy, is this indeed you? Andy, <laughs> is your name Andy? Or is it Randy or something that Sandy? sounds like Andy? I'm giving you three seconds to respond, and then I'm hanging up. Oh, man. Come on, Andy. Nothing. Sandy. All right. No, not Sandy. <laughs> no. We're speaking to Andy. you. What? Okay. We have to cut him loose, Preston. Yeah, forget it. I'm going to go to Tim. Hey, Tim, are you there? I am here. All hey. right. Tim, do me a favor. Tell me uh, what the name of the wall is. Uh, it is Hadrian's Wall. Hadrian's Wall. Hadrian's That's correct. Wall. Of course. Name is Hadrian's Wall. Yo, Hadrian. Yeah. <laughs> Hang on a second, Tim. We're going to set you up, bub. We have got a $50 cash card from Armor Metals and Recycling. Uh, you can get cash for your scrap, and you can bring in your metal, wires, computers, and more, and walk away with cash. Armor Metals pays top dollar for all your ferrous and non-ferrous metals. Appliances and old computers, and you can get cash in your hand today at Armor Metals and Recycling. All right, so Scott Disick, Disick, uh, keeping up with the Kardashians, checked himself out of rehab yesterday after a photo of him inside the facility was leaked to the media. I thought he had just checked himself in. According to TMZ, he checked into the All Points North Lodge in Edwards, Colorado last Tuesday. Several reports say that he went for cocaine and alcohol abuse, but his lawyer, Marty Singer, has denied those reports. These are spurious accusations. My client has never had to deal with alcohol or cocaine. He's had had to deal with being an incredible douche. <laughs> Which is tough for anybody. Uh, find me an addiction center that can treat that. Uh, he said in a statement in an effort to finally come to terms to deal with the pain that Scott has been silently suffering for many years due to the sudden death of his mother, followed by the death of his father three months later, Scott made the decision to check himself in a rehab facility last week to work on his past traumas. Wonderful news. In less than a week, he's beaten cocaine addiction and alcoholism. Uh, the site reported that Scott was quarantined in Los Angeles by himself, and it gave him time to realize that he had not properly dealt with the death of his parents. Anybody know when his parents died? Uh, I, I don't no know. Idea. I guess fairly recently then, if he's still having the... Uh, who knows? Who, who knows, knows in the world of Scott Disick? He's such a complex man. Uh, meanwhile, Singer said that the photo was taken of Scott inside the rehab facility, and it's a huge HIPAA violation. It is a HIPAA violation, and we're going to... Uh, we're going to penalize them to the full extent of the law. Scott's... Uh, <laughs> team believes that the photo was taken by a staff member. You can't do that. Oh, man, According to cool. the site, Scott plans to sue over the photo leak. He's been to rehab at least three times and has been sober for the past couple of years. The rehab facilities, though, the president is claiming that it's not their fault. They actually had a photo booth on the site and oh, you could okay. take a picture if you wanted to. Uh, the last time he sought treatment was back in 2017. I don't know, man. 
2020 has been a wild ride, and Stephanie Myers is here for it, uh, stealing the a little bit of thunder from the Star Wars mania on May the 4th. Be with you. The author announced that she is continuing the Twilight Saga yeah. after a decade-plus pause. God, those movies suck. Midnight Sun will land August 4th, and will center around Edward Cullen and his inner dialogue when meeting Bella Swan. <laughs> So I agree with you, Steve. I didn't really care for the movies, and I never read the books either. I wonder if the books were any better. They're supposed to be garbage. Oh, they, really? Sure. Okay. They, they really are. Uh, you know, they're, but they're awful. Yeah. Okay. Because I was just wondering if, like, yeah, I'm like looking at uh, Kristen Stewart, and Chris, she's a pretty girl, but I'm like, yeah, she's pretty. She's boring as f in this. Like, why it's, it's not so, her fault. This guy is a thousand years old, and this is the girl that he's like, oh my god. She's the one. Like, what is it about her? It's it's tween fiction. It, yeah. was, it was meant to appeal to to that audience, and and for that, it was fairly successful. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, listen, there. It was just. I forget who was the most. Stephen King was incredibly critical of of those books. Yeah, and said if you you know you want to see how to write fiction like that for that target audience, J.K. Rowling. That's you know that's okay. That's the thing. Now, pressed on the cover of the book, it's causing kind of an issue. Because we've talked about that issue that some people have when they look at openings or holes or things. Mm-hmm. I forget exactly what it was referred yeah, to as. It's a oh, phobia. Yeah. It's sorts. a phobia. Yeah. And there's an image on the cover of this book that is exactly that. And 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 it's um. It looks like a pomegranate. It sort of does, doesn't it? Yeah. 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 My uncle had that as a kid. Oh, had that phobia. Had that phobia. Yeah. yeah. You guys remember there was a there was a picture that haunted my my thoughts I don't. for a long time. Now yeah, I talked about it on the air. There was. And don't pull the picture up because I can't stand looking at it. Oh, I know. But it's, it's a, the nipple, right? Yeah, it's the doctored nipple oh, photo. Yes, you did talk about yeah. it. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. The, the, well, yeah, and there was, yeah, it was many little holes on I, the nipple. Mm-hmm. I mildly have that. There, that It kind of, for some un... It, it doesn't, like, I'm not afraid of it, but it gives me mild creeps, you know, What's, when I see stuff like that. Nick, if you can find a technical name for that. Uh, you know who has it as well? Uh, Rachel Ray, of, for some reason. Really? Yes. Okay. <laughs> she was talking about it. Fear of orifices. I don't like holes! Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, so anyhow, well, it's coming out, and listen, there's an audience for this. And, uh, tripophobia. 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 Yeah. And I wonder... Casey, one of the prime examples is that uh, doctored photo, and it's like a, a, pea, a pod, right? Like a seed pod yeah. superimposed over somebody's nipple. Yeah. I wonder if tripophobia, because have you ever seen tripe? Tripe, yes, that, I thought the same thing. It's yeah, got it, that kind that of... texture. That waffle type of uh, yeah. texture to it. I think the fear is that huh. you will not be able to put butter in every one of those openings. Oh, that's a fear. That's we a know, huge fear. That's a fear of that. It. And he, he hated it so much he left the studio. <laughs> he can't take it. He's not even here right now. <laughs> He's composing right. himself in the hallway. Tina Fey has signed on to host Rise Up New York, a telethon to help with the city's response to coronavirus. The star-studded event will feature appearances from Governor Andrew Cuomo. Uh, Angie Marr, Barbara Streisand, Ben Platt, Bette Midler, uh, New York City Mayor Bill de Blasio, Chris Rock, Christopher Jackson, Cynthia Erivo, David Chang. There's a whole huge list here. Adina Menzel, uh, Jake Gyllenhaal, Jennifer Lopez, Jimmy Fallon, Julianne Moore, Lin-Manuel Miranda, Robert De Niro, Spike Lee, uh, Trevor Noah, and also uh, Eli Manning, Justin Tuck, Phil Sims. Bon Jovi, mm. Billy Joel, Mariah Carey, Sting, and others. Wow. That's a that's a huge uh, group of people. Press, you mentioned the name Cynthia Revo. She is in that show, uh, The Outsider. She is the the black woman with. Um, she is great. She's an amazing singer too. Really? So there's a movie called. I didn't know she was English. 
I had no idea. I didn't know that either. Yeah. But I know she's a great singer. So she's in this movie. Uh, like it's like Bad Times at the. Uh, oh, at the uh, um, El Corral or yes. uh, El, El Royale. El Royale. El Royale. And she plays a singer in that, and there's this one scene in particular where she just sings this this one line over and over and over again. But you never get tired of it because her voice is just so good. So beautiful. Right. An angel. Uh, the vir- she got the voice of an angel. The virtual hour-long telethon will raise funds for Robin Hood's relief and recovery efforts, and will go toward food, shelter, financial assistance, health care, legal services, education, and more. It's going to be Monday, May 11th, 7 p.m. on local broadcast networks in New York City. Uh, and um, I wonder if you'll be able to pick that up here or not. Who knows? Uh, does Hugh Jackman live in the city, in, in New York City? I don't Ooh, know. Because he's been posting stuff as if he is in New York City. Okay. I'm surprised at how many people do live in New York mm. City. It I mean, I know it's a big city, but I mean, a number of celebrities that I thought, I, I mean, you figured he'd be, yeah. you know, over in Europe or Australia. Or... Yeah. Uh, I saw this, and I figured I would include this in the entertainment news because uh, a friend of I, a friend of ours, was included in a segment on John Oliver's show uh, on Sunday night. Doctor Mike Sirigliano ah. yes. was in a, a segment called "Testing, Testing, Testing," and uh, I did not see it, but uh, I think Nick Murphy saw it. He was uh, he had he had mentioned something about that, but yeah, there's a, they show clips of doctors right uh, talking about testing, and um, so Doctor Mike came up on there. Very which, cool, which is awesome. We love Doctor Mike, and I got an email about it from Melissa Tate from uh, Smyrna. So thank you. Oh, nice. Uh, the rumors have been confirmed. Uh, Taika Waititi will helm a Star Wars feature film. Now, I want that's something I can get into. Uh, Lucasfilm share the news Monday, May the 4th, the unofficial Star Wars holiday. Of course, he will co-write the film along with Christy Wilson Cairns, uh, an Academy Award nominee for 1917. Uh, Waititi's next project is Thor Ragnarok, uh, which will drop February 11, 2022. Why is it? Th- what? Nick no, it's not Ragnarok. Ragnarok. It's, yeah, it's another Thor movie. Yeah. But it's not Ragnarok. No, we already had It's it. Crocodile Rock. <laughs> it's uh, Thor Crocodile Rock. Wait, what is it? What is what? What is it? It's like Thor and love. Love or... and thunder. Love, love and thunder. thunder. Okay. Ah, so let's see here. He previously directed the season one finale of The Mandalorian and also voiced the bounty droid IG-11. No release date has been announced for the next Star Wars film. Previously, a December 16, 2022 date had been set for a Star Wars film written by Game of Thrones creators David Benioff and D.B. Weiss. But after their exit and the coronavirus pandemic... Uh, moving calendars. It's unclear when this uh, one will land. All right. So I thought, and that this last uh, the rise of Skywalker was like the last in that whole thing, yes. right? It, it is. That's okay. the word that it wraps up the, that whole Luke Skywalker, Ray, all of those characters done. All right. And now so we're moving on to other stuff in this universe. trilogies or franchises. Okay. Yeah. It'll be outside of the uh, Skywalker saga. And um, a few months ago, we spoke with uh, Michael Cicchino. Mike Michael is really good friends with Taika Waititi, and uh, he did Jojo Rabbit. They, they both worked on that movie together last year. Um, Michael told us that he was working on a movie that he couldn't tell us what it was. Oh. How much you want to bet it's this Star I'll Wars bet franchise? You, I bet a lot. Mm. Gotta be. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, dovetailing the film scoop, Disney and Lucasfilm also announced the Russian doll co-creator uh, Leslie Headland will helm a Disney Plus streaming series set in the Star Wars galaxy. Okay. Um, how about this? Nicolas Cage has signed on to star as Joe Exotic no. in Get an eight-episode series for CBS <laughs> Television what? Studios. 
Okay, so the one thing I did not hear is that it was for CBS Television Studios. So what are we... Is this going to air on the All Access? Is I'm it gonna, guessing it, it, it would. Okay. Because uh, where else? It's not going to be on CBS. No, there's no way they're going to... There's, there's CBS. too much in there that would be... Right. That, that, Objectionable. They, they want to go all the way with this, right. I would think. Uh, so the apparently the the breakout hit from Tiger King reached three thirty four point three million unique viewers in its first so ten days of availability. Uh, this will be Cage's first TV role, and it is uh, based on a Texas Monthly story published in two thousand nineteen detailing how uh, his how how he built his now famous zoo and his intense feuds with Jeff Lowe and Carol Baskin. Uh, on Twitter, users rejoice, saying that they are so utterly here for it. So. Uh, Nicholas Cage is actually a perfect choice. He has, has kind of the, that craziness yes. uh, that's in every role. Regardless, he can't hold it back. And uh, physically, I think he can pull it off. Yeah, I'm just wondering about the voice. You know, <laughs> man, and, you know, yeah. How, how it, and that voice coming out of... <laughs> Out of Nicholas Cage is going to sing, yeah. but uh, we'll see. We'll see. He's nutty enough to do it, most definitely. All right, uh, here's another one. Now, we need to get the, these two stories together. Dog the Bounty Hunter and Joe Exotic. That would be... Oh I mean, the, the, oh the greatest God. buddy movie of all time. Uh, but uh, Dwayne Chapman ha- is engaged to his girlfriend, Francie Frayne. Was this the Was this the uh, the best friend of his ex, of his dead wife? That's the case, yeah. Well, this is the one he proposed to her. Remember, he was sort of caught up in the emotion. I guess he was on the Dr. Phil show. Yes. And proposed yeah. to her, this same woman? Ten months after uh, he lost his wife, Beth. Uh, and he took happy. it hard. Uh, they're very happy and looking forward to a long life together. A rep tells people they will wait to marry until the coronavirus subsides so the friends and family can be in attendance. And uh, Dwayne said, I would love to have the biggest wedding there's ever been. Uh, I'm sorry, but that's just me. I hope I can talk Francie into it and open it to my fans, the dog pound. To everybody. I think all the potential attendees are hoping that it takes place during the coronavirus so they have an excuse not to attend. Yeah. Uh, let's I'd love see. to see him in like a three-piece suit with his hair cut and the oh whole thing. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> what would yeah. that look like? Yeah. Kristen Cavallari and Jay Cutler have come to an agreement in their split on some key issues, according to, to uh, court documents obtained by E.T. Oh, I knew they'd work it out. There's too much love there, right, Kathy? Right. Cavallari has been permitted to purchase a home in Franklin, Tennessee, and she and Cutler have agreed on a parenting plan that they attest is in the best interest of the minor children. I wonder, so you're gonna, they're going to be seeing each other around town all the time. I mean, you know, it's... Obviously, this is for the kids, so they can, as you said, share the custody. But yeah, they're going to care for them equally, trading off on duties every week. Huh. Uh, according to the documents, uh, the parties will continue this parenting schedule rotation and alternate parenting time with the children on a week-on-week-off basis. So they've settled into that. Big Bang Theory star Melissa Rock has welcomed her second child, a boy named Brooks. Ah. She and her husband Winston Bagel uh, also share a daughter, Sadie. Winston Bagel. Beagle. Oh. Uh, B-E-I-G-E-L. Okay. Uh, Rock wrote on social media, I'm incredibly thankful and overjoyed to announce the birth of our son, Brooks Rocks, who who we just welcomed into the world and directly into our hearts. I mean, because Winston is kind of a Beagle's name, don't you think? It's a perfect Beagle's name. Winston, yeah. come here. <laughs> Uh, like, I don't know who she is. I apologize for interrupting. She okay. is, um, uh, she's a, a, a continuing, obviously, cast member. She's had the high-pitched voice. Um, She was what? Uh, uh, there, the there's a picture in the studio. She's 
pretty. I, and I just don't know that show. I guess well enough for yeah. She uh, was recurring a, character. She was a really solid character. Okay. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. How about this? A uh, and air ambulances have been green lighted for landing at Kensington Palace amid the coronavirus pandemic, huh. per Prince William's orders. Uh, the former rescue pilot who trained with the Royal Air Force wants to allow the ambulances to save valuable time to refuel there as needed. So they're going to allow that to happen. A uh, photographer named Angela, is it Angela? It might be Angela. Ma is suing Kendall Jenner uh, for copyright infringement. After the model took video, she shot of the star and put it online without permission. Ma claims in the courts, uh, in the documents uh, obtained by the blast, that she obtained a copy for the film. Ma? Yeah, Ma. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the docs state defendants infringed plaintiff's copyright in the video by reproducing and publicly displaying the video on the website. Huh. Defendants were not and have never been licensed or otherwise authorized to reproduce publicly display blah, blah, blah. So she's asking for $150,000. Of course she is. There's law, there are law firms that are completely well committed to basically searching out unlicensed use of photog- photographs, music, any of that stuff. Any copyright material. Any copyright yeah. infringement mm-hmm. whatsoever. Yep. That's what they do. Uh, Tara Reid and uh, Vivica A. Fox are set to produce in Masha's Mushroom. Huh? A suspense thriller from director White Cross. Uh, the film will follow Tara as a workaholic mom who tries to throw the perfect party for her daughter. I'm putting together a party. She's putting together a party. Uh, it's hard though when you are working mother. It's hard to do when you're a working mother? Uh-huh. Okay. So. <laughs> Reed said, I'm so excited about producing and making this film. Yeah. Uh, it's truly going to be amazing visually. And, Amazeballs. Amazeballs. And the characters are incredible. I also can't wait to work with my director and business partner, White Cross. Why do I think it's going to stink? Uh, it's also exciting that I'm making another franchise. It's really great to be on both sides as a producer and actress. So... I hope she's able to reel it back in and listen. She you had know. Sharknado. Yeah, uh, no, I mean something a little more. It's not. You going. don't think Sharknado Seriously. carries import? But listen, Vivica A. Fox is legit, yes. and she's going to be in this. So. She was on Empire. Oh, she recently. said to produce it. So oh, I, I don't know if she's going to be in it. So really. you have a couple of different avenues of like not so serious acting career choices, right? And Hallmark is one of them. Yep. And I apologize for saying that. And then like that whole Sharknado avenue is another one. Do you you know? And if you can get work and you right? can get a franchise, go for it. Ultimately, it isn't. I'm sure Tara Reid's not going. I'm okay. still going for the Oscar. Okay, uh, yeah. You know, but I mean, you, you right? As yeah. long as you can get gigs, sure. How does she look these days? Okay, all right. Yeah. <laughs> there, there's, there's, you know, there's she. There was definitely a lot of surgery done. She admits it. She had a botched, I guess, liposuction thing. Remember years ago? Yeah, yeah. And they had to fix that up. Yeah. She's just she one. actually looked the best when she had extra weight on her. She was a little more zoftic, mm. and she looked healthy and good. Mm. And uh, the emaciated thing, I think, sort of effed her up. So, a friend of mine worked with her. Whatever movie she was filming in Jersey, like I think it was like Cherry Hill or something. I forget what it was, but she worked on that movie with her, and they became friends. And she says she's a very nice person. She's very friendly with her. Okay. Uh, so it is called Masha's Mushroom. Masha's Mushroom. Yeah, so look for that. Uh, we have a clip of Dr. Mike uh, from, from John Oliver. Excellent. If, if you want to hear that. So uh, I didn't get a chance to hear this, so here we go. We badly need to work out how we can reopen parts That's of society coming. safely. And experts say that really means one thing. Every public health official says 
Testing, testing, testing. 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 That was him. You can tell him right there. Yep. Back it up just a little bit. Here we go. Testing, testing, testing. Testing, 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 testing. Testing, 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 testing. Oh, that's uh Patrick from SpongeBob. Testing, testing. I love it, Dr. Mike. All right, one last thing. World's Strongest Man Home Edition debuted Monday and is set to run for 11 weeks with new episodes dropping every week. Uh, The series, which features eight of the world's strongest men, comes ahead of the 2020 World's Strongest Man competition in November. The 2017 World's Strongest Man winner, Eddie Hall, will host the series. And he said, I can't wait for the fans to see the creativity these guys bring to the table. Uh, I've been wondering how the athletes have been getting ready for the World's Strongest Man competition in November. At home. And many will be without a gym right now, and it will be fun to see how they stay in shape somehow. I used to watch, uh, ESPN used to have the World's Strongest Man and the World's Strongest Woman competitions. And I always thought they were really cool, because the things they had them doing were, were like, you know, picking up, you know, Huge Stones. cannonballs and st- yeah, this this incredible stuff that they were doing. Yeah, you're towing like uh, a Volkswagen full of uh, or, or a semi peasants. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Full of peasants. Hold, like a, like this really heavy axe. Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. See how long they could hold that up. All right, if you could only watch either that, the lumberjack competition, or like the uh, the hunting dog competition. The hunting dog competition. I've never oh, seen you've never seen? No. Oh, it's Ooh. the leaps when they into the pool. Yes. Yeah, dogs all day, Casey. Yeah, you would do dog. See, I would. I think I might do lumberjack. I think that's my my most favorite. I'm gonna have to think about this. Yeah, yeah. I like the lumberjack stuff. Yeah, I do like that because they do everything from uh, climbing up the. Uh, <laughs> Uh, the tree to the saws to the log roll yeah. as well. What were you just the doing? Yeah, 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 no, yeah, yeah, yeah. The saw thing? No, yeah. he's just getting fussy. <laughs> I wasn't sure what he was doing. He was, <laughs> he was doing his arms up and down. We, we got to put him down for a nap. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I might go with the lumberjack. He needs a snack. <laughs> I definitely Wait, need I, a snack, I have a baggie guys. full of Cheerios. <laughs> Goldfish. I want Cheerios. All right. Well, we're ready for the clips now. You guys ready? We're ready. Everybody ready? All right. We're ready. Here we go. So, (laughs) the voice is bringing the spotlight to currently unsigned singers for 18 seasons. In this clip, contestant Thunderstorm Artiz discusses being coached by John Legend and Nick Jonas. Whatever. Here we go. I really, really loved working with John Legend, and it was like really cool because he was very deliberate. Everything he would say, you knew it had a deeper meaning to it. Um, Nick has been amazing, like really cool. Like it's really awesome just to get some of his support, also in a lot of the falsetto range and things like that, and kind of pushing my range. And like he just has a lot of understanding of that aspect. Was this guy's name Thunderbolts Maltese? Nope, Thunderstorm <laughs> Artiz. Oh, uh, the it's voice. Real name? Uh, really? Yeah, wow. Okay. He, he comes from a family of eleven in uh, Hawaii, and uh, he made it to the to this level of the voice by doing uh, the Beatles Blackbird. I just looked Ooh. this up. I don't know these things, but um, he's got some interesting siblings. One of his siblings' names is Praise Jesus. Ah. There's also there's also Spirit and America. Okay, and he got Thunderstorm. Uh, the voice airs tonight at 8 on NBC. And uh, he has an unplanned uh, sibling called Pull Out. Uh, <laughs> here's the next clip. In the season finale of Blackish, Andre Jr. Uh, tries to rekindle a past romance with a grand gesture. 
In this clip, Marcus Scribner discusses rapper uh, Quivo. Quivo? Is that how you say it? Uh, it okay. Quivo? Well, I guess uh, the, the phonetic spelling is not phonetically spelled properly. K-W-E-I-V-O. No, that's Quivo? Wrong. Yeah. Quavo is how I would say this. Anyway, uh, asking Anthony Anderson if he could be on the show. Here we go. I know Quavo was a super cool one uh, this season. That's a cool dude. And it's funny because I saw, um, I went to uh, a Drake concert and Anthony was there as well. And Anthony took me backstage and we met Quavo and stuff. And Quavo was like, hey, yo, Ant, put me on the show. And then Anthony was like, all right, and I'm going to make it happen. And then, like, next season, Quavo's on the show. And I was like, ah, oh, it's that easy. Okay. I don't I don't want to, I don't think I want to see it. Season finale of Black is yours, night 930 on ABC. And that's it. Well, we learned it's Quavo. It is Quavo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which, if you're going to spell that phonetically, it should be K-W-A-Y. Not K-W-E-I, Quay, the M, <laughs> whatever. Come on, you jackasses. Freaking people. Prepare this man properly. All right, so I would like to give away some beer uh, to you. Caller number 13 at 215-263-WMMR. Got a case of Sly Fox, Alex's Lemon Wheat Ale. Ooh. A refreshing, unfiltered wheat beer brewed with real lemon. Uh, $1 from every case sold benefits Alex's Lemonade Stand Foundation for Childhood Cancer. And you can also... Uh, order your favorite bites and brews at slyfoxbeer.com. Available for pickup at all Sly Fox locations. 215-263-WMMR. That's the number. All right. Uh, we've got Rock Refund taking place two times a day. The, the rest of this week and Monday, and then we're done with it. So just letting you know. Get on board. Yep, absolutely. So we had that on the way. Uh, comedian Dan Cummins, David Boranis on the program. When we get back, um, we have some announcements, some information we have to pass along. Yes, that thing yes. is pertinent. Uh, so don't miss it. Make sure you stay with us because we'll be back shortly. Back in the olden days, about five years ago, your only options to keep listening to WMMR when you got home would be to drive your car into your living room or turn on something called a radio. But now, through modern technology, the smart speaker that's secretly collecting data on you... What did you say? ...can also stream WMMR. Just tell Alexa or Google to open MMR, and magically we'll come streaming into your home. Plus, it may help distract your device from becoming self-aware. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. A couple things that we would like to point out to you. First of all... Uh, today is, uh, Teacher's Week. Yes. Teacher Appreciation Week and Day. And, uh, we wanted to mention, because everything is kind of in a state of flux right now, and we have had some, um, people who are inquiring about this, uh, whether we're going to do it or not, but we are going to go full force forward with Preston Steve's Coolest Teacher of the Year. I think it's great. Uh, even though technically, uh, they're just hanging out at home. No, I, I've seen I've seen tons of stories. I'm sure you have, Preston, of teachers going the extra mile, of driving over to students' houses. Yeah. And, like, I saw, uh, uh, it was local. Uh, a teacher had gone over, a student was feeling, um, was just having that sort of angst and anxiety. And the teacher went over and sat. Uh, at one end of the driveway yeah. and conducted the class. Yeah. So there's a lot of above and beyond in a very trying scenario, which yes. is, you know, you have the confines of a school and a class to get kids to learn, but now there's been a whole level of creativity that's been involved that needs to be recognized as well. And definitely. I, I know it's harder for my kids right now. They're they're having a hard time um, 
learning. And so teachers are going to have to come up with creative ways to keep the attention and make sure that the uh, that the information settles in. How many times have you heard also parents now and people saying, oh, my God, I so oh appreciate God. what teachers do. Totally. Yeah, exactly. Do you uh, know that um, Philly schools just started their online learning this week? So they had to uh, order the I forget, whatever it was, the Chromebook or laptops. Right. And so they were just able to distribute them. So they just started. Wow. Yeah. So. We, we were trying to figure out whether this was going to happen or not because of the, you know, cancellations of, of school years as far as attendance in person goes. So, But we're, we're going to go forward with this. Uh, one, one of the reasons that it, that it did uh, help while the schools were in session is that when schools would hear the, uh, you know, when their name was called is they would make announcements yep. and stuff. Word would get out to the student body that way. But we're just going to have to, you know, hope that they reach out via social media or uh, the teachers are constantly contacting, and and the uh, the administrations are contacting the student body online to let them know, you know, just what's going on. So maybe they'll do it that way. Well, there's a high level of, uh, from what I'm gathering, again, I my, all my cats are homeschooled to begin with, oh, so yeah. I've been dealing with this for a long time. <laughs> but the for the most part, they're checking in on a regular basis, and they were showing how uh, teachers, I forget which news I was watching yesterday, but... Uh, that they can see if the student is logged in, and they're happy to make sure that you know they're spending enough time on their schoolwork. So there's a constant communication back and forth. I think this will come off, um, you know, nicely. And again, what better time to recognize yeah. what they do? So we're gonna we're gonna start it on Monday. Yeah. And and as usual, per the the drill, if you don't know, we will draw randomly. We literally have like a, a glass jar that's filled with the names of the schools in the area. We pull one out. We designate that school for the day. The student body has 24 hours to vote for their favorite teacher. And uh, then we award the coolest teacher mug uh, the next day. We were deciding whether we give a mug or a pound of hydroxychloroquine. But we said the mug is probably the best way to go. Right. Well, that's proven. So we know it works. It holds coffee for sure. Um, So here's what we're going to do. We're going to start that on Monday. and, uh, And listen... We'd love to be able to give a mug to every single teacher. This is just a way, in a way, to honor everybody. But we only have the means to give out a hand, you know, a few mugs. So we're going to do it that yeah. way. So that starts on Monday. Now, another announcement that we have is the fact that, uh, and and people have inquired about this as well, um, that we are going to officially postpone uh, the opening of the Jersey Shore. Uh, and that includes, you know, there were a lot of things that we do for the opening of the Jersey Shore, some live broadcasts. And one of them is the President Steve Show Coors Light live broadcast at Keenan's in North Wildwood. So, you know, I, I don't think it's any big, you know, I think people surprise. are pretty much anticipating this. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We were thinking about moving it earlier, but we thought that would be incredibly stupid. <laughs> yeah. And uh, and also suspend a lot and, <laughs> and try to pack even twice the amount of people in there. But we said, no, is that the responsible thing to do? No. Uh, and, uh, you know, we were planning on having respirators there and everything and ventilators, but we thought... Is this the right thing, and will this go down in history as a major misstep? But we yeah. thought, yes. We thought better of it. So we went with the easier route, and we've it's been postponed. But uh, you want to stay tuned and check back at WMMR.com uh, for details, and maybe we'll have some stuff that we'll do on the air that day anyway. May 22nd is when that would have been. Now, if you're down at the shore and you do see what appears to be the ocean operating as it always does, that's just an illusion. It has not been officially opened yet. Oh, okay. So uh, when we get down there eventually at some, hopefully, uh, to do the proper opening, that's when you'll know it's officially open. Correct. So don't be seduced into thinking it's open. Yep. So we're, uh, you know, we're doing what we can and things are in flux and that's just the way it is. So, you know, we'll, uh, and, and listen, it, and today is one of those days for some people 
uh, that is the uh, like the opening of the Jer- Jersey Shore, just a uh, an excuse to start day drinking. You know, it's it's Cinco de Mayo today. Uh, so, you know, do it today. Go ahead. Why well, not? Knock uh, yourself out. I get the impression that a lot of people are already at have routine, judging by uh, alcohol consumption, yeah. have been routinely day drinking. Oh, yeah. I think today just marks that you shift to something with the Cinco de Mayo flair. All right, yeah. Right. A margarita. margarita. Right, right. Yeah. So you're going to shift to, yeah. whereas you Tequila. might have been drinking something else mm-hmm. regularly for breakfast, now perhaps a margarita for breakfast. breakfast. All right, so besides margaritas and all the flavored margaritas, okay, you got... Uh, your Pacifico, your Corona, your Dos Equis. What else is there alcohol-wise for... That, 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 that is in line that with Cinco like de Mayo? De Mayo. I, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I mean, it's generally tequila. Yeah. So, I, and the only other tequila drink that I know is a tequila sunrise, which I've never had before. So I, I saw I the know. movie with yeah. uh, Kurt Russell and mm-hmm. uh, Mel Gibson, but uh, no, I never drank the drink. Yeah, yeah so... Um, drank yeah. the drink. I don't know, Case. I have a margarita machine that I had gotten uh, back in my drinking days. I'll take that, it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you'll take it. <laughs> now, it's, you know what, Case? I have one as well. It's it's huge. It's a big contraption, but it's awesome. Yeah, you can either, I think, do just like regular iced up margaritas. Is that the rotating thing? Or you, you could do the icy. The frozen. The, the frozen margarita, frozen. yeah. Can you do um, laundry in that as well? Yeah, you, I, no, 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 you can't. Up. But you know what? My friend, my uh, college um, fraternity brother, he's got a side hustle, side business where he brings so mar- drugs. No, <laughs> no, but he brings um, he uh, rents out his giant margarita and like pina colada and oh, really? strawberry daiquiri machines. Yeah, okay. how does he yeah. do? Uh, it's pretty good because yeah. he's a teacher, and so I, this is like basically a summer gig that he does. So. Nice. All right, yeah. Risk. Uh, I've waited long enough. I call dibs. Before Nick. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, but uh, the Larimer just released, I had it last night. It is a Speedo Clotta. It is a pineapple beer that was aged in a rum barrel. Okay. Ah. And I want your frozen machine to put put it in there and make beer slushies. Okay. Beer sl- I've never had a beer slushie. It's just like you throw the beer in the freezer for a little while. Yeah. And then... It will freeze, so you get it before it freezes. Don't forget about it in there, or it will yeah, explode. explode. Yeah, it'll explode. Let me ask you something with these drinks, uh, because uh, from from my um, uh, neophyte status with all this stuff, do those drinks routinely get you more hammered because you're <laughs> more <laughs> likely to think it's they're tastier? Well, it depends. I mean, you can get some of those drinks, and then uh, somebody will just pour tequila right over the top of the yes. slushy. They've, yeah. they, 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 they've always impressed me as something that's a little. It's a fun drink to drink. You know, we're just having yeah. these, well, and then before yeah. you know it, if it's sweeter, you're, you're in a you're dumpster. Probably, you can Casey, drink it quicker. Yeah. yeah. Casey introduced me to the Miami Vice, and this is back obviously <sighs> when when you were drinking, Casey. And, you're and welcome. So, oh, thank you. Uh, and I, we were in some tropical location on on a mystery trip. Jamaica. Is that where it was? Okay. Yep. And, yep. I remember. And uh, and so, but those Steve, it's just like you know in theory they're a slushy drink but it really it's just three different types the, of liquor combined the miami vice is uh it's uh strawberry daiquiri with pina colada mm-hmm. and, oh, right. and dark rum uh splashed on top right. you have Anything to do the so on top. yeah so oh, is, that's a slushy drink that's a slushy yeah, drink okay. yeah, but like if, uh, if you're going to resort and, and believe it or not i was introduced to that in cancun mexico huh. um on our show trip no, 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 no. Back in uh, Y100 Crockett and Tubbs. No, yeah. Y100 days, I went to the Moon Palace. But um, the you you have to kind of, I mean, if you're a true 
alcoholic, you need to get the rum dumped on top because whatever alcohol is just in the regular slush is not enough. That's Do you not notice enough. Casey, Casey takes that, that you guys, when he's going to go into something that could be potentially lethal. Hey, yeah, you have to do it this way. Yeah, the bartender will ask, do you want a floater? You always say yes. There you go. Yes. But yes. there's a trend. You say yes. <laughs> there's a trend going on um, to make seltzer slushies. So you take like your White Claw or your Vitsy or whatever it is and you make a slushie with just like the fruit that's in your freezer, whatever you'd make the smoothie with. Um, and some of the recipes oh. called for vodka. So I was making one the other day. I didn't have any seltzer, so I took my stateside vodka and I poured it in and I figure, well, I don't have seltzer, so let me just pour more vodka in. Oh, and literally, I had one and I was asleep within 30 minutes. Steve, you had sleep. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll, yeah. Asleep. It was like Saturday night and it was like 9 o'clock and I was like, oh, this will be a fun little treat. And then, but, and then I went to sleep. Yeah, but Steve, you asked if you get drunker faster because of like things like that. And I think when you start to mix liquor with beer, but you still continue to drink that drink as if it were beer, then yes. Yeah, right. Oh, well, my, yeah. I, I guess I was operating under the premise that something that is more pleasant tasting and sweeter uh, is something that you're going to drink a little bit more vigorously. Steve, anything you put a straw in, you're, you're gonna, <laughs> seriously, you're going to yeah. drink quicker. Okay. I, the first time I ever went to a winery, and uh, I was not a wine guy at all, and I was 22 maybe uh, at the most, and I drank wine like it was beer oh, because no. all I was, I was pretty much just a beer drinker. How'd your head feel? Oh my day? god! Oh, oh my god! Worst headache ever. Bombed out of my mind. By the way, going to going to wineries and going for samplings, uh, we did one time. My wife and I, and uh, she is a, a practiced wine drinker, but it got away from her. It's yeah. like yeah. you you start to go, oh, you know, and you don't realize you you basically have consumed a case of wine. Yeah, it's, it's, the hours pass by really yeah. fast, and you're, you're six bottles in. You're like, I can't believe I got that drunk. Um, the <laughs> this is quite the bouquet on this is superb. <laughs> the other thing about the sugary drinks, at least for me, is that I those hangovers to me are always the worst because of mm-hmm. the amount of sugar that you're drinking in those and like the slushies and whatever. Because it's just mm. it, it, mostly it's it's some type of alcohol mixed in with a really sugary drink, and they my Steve, stomach they, hurts if I drink. What, exactly. What yeah, was they, the drink? They taste great, but but yeah. you, they end up messing with your head. That from consumption. To complete inebriation took the least amount of time. Least? Oh, wow. oh, straight shots. Yeah, straight, straight shots? Yeah. Straight up shots. Yeah, yeah no mm-hmm. doubt. Steve, I know that you never really developed a taste for alcohol. Nah. But there is a there's one drink that uh, you talk about hangovers. I, I had a hangover before I even was done drinking was uh, Woodchuck Cider. <laughs> wow. It, it tastes really good. So you hadn't even finished and you had Dude, a hangover. You, you yeah, wow. Mm-hmm. I had probably, I don't even, you know, like four or five, six of them. Woodchuck Cider it's called? Oh, yeah. It's like an apple cider with just the proper little pinch of Woodchuck. And it's got, uh, you know, it's carbonated, but it's real. I mean, you really don't even feel like you're drinking alcohol at that point. But, yeah. Yeah. By, you know, I, maybe two hours into of drinking, I was like, man, I got a slamming headache right now. Yeah. And yeah. Anytime it's it's so sweet, they're just like, wow, this is yummy. Mm-hmm. The word yummy, you're going to drink it <laughs> fast. I, so I like at, uh, at resorts, I'll have the virgin version of whatever, you know, yeah. like and I like those. Like I even like the yeah, virgin version of the uh, the mojito. Mm-hmm. Oh, right. mojitos yeah, are yeah. fantastic. But I mean, you probably can't have many of those either, even if it's a virgin one, just because of the, how sweet they are. Right? They're so incredibly like, sweet. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hey, I'm going to go to JD. Hi, JD. Good morning. Hey, you guys rock. Thanks, <laughs> nice, man. What's up? Uh, so I just want to tell you a story about how my family and I went to uh, Tennessee over the summer. And um, 
my dad decides that he wants to start ordering Miami Vices and all that, and he says, I want a Miami Vice with extra Vice. Not realizing that when he ordered that, it was ordering a floater. <laughs> we all decided to do it. Mm-hmm. We spent $130 just in floaters. On floaters, $130. <laughs> yeah, man, they get you. They will get you, no question. By the way, with uh, with today being Cinco de Mayo, just another stupid excuse to drink. I mean, there's, there's history behind it, and if we want to later on, I can get into the history of Cinco de Mayo and the battle and why yeah, it's celebrated. what it means. But it's turned into a let's get hammered day, or it has for a while. It's kind of come and gone in fashion. It, it, it has petered out a bit, hasn't it? But I was trying to think of other just just needed an excuse days uh, to, to throw back. And there's St. Patrick's Day, and there's Fat Tuesday. Arbor Day. Even <laughs> things along the lines of, like, the Kentucky Derby is another thing. Just let's get together and drink. It's a reason. What's you know the what Kentucky I mean? Derby drink of choice? It is the mint julep. julep yeah. Mm-hmm. And what is the mint julep again? It's essentially whiskey, ice, wow. powdered sugar, maybe some... Um, uh, uh, simple syrup and and uh, mint. Okay, so creamed mint is not in that at all. Not in a real one. Okay, yeah, they're uh, good. I love them, Kath. I, do I know you? you don't like whiskey. Well, I'm but, not a whiskey oh, drinker. Yum, 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 yum. All right, what about the first <laughs> real snow day of the year? That can be yeah. absolutely, but I was oh, just wondering about things that are on. What the about calendar, the but... fourth snow day of the year? <laughs> yeah, De- oh, definitely. Listen, I know <laughs> local taverns if they've got people within walking distance on a snow day, mm-hmm. they're, they're packed, man. That's what about you... any day that ends in a Y? Yeah. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. definitely. Um, do you think is this me getting older, or do you think that these designated drinking days are becoming less? Um, uh, celebrated for their drinking, like it well, seems to me, they're like less St. feasible. Day. Well, I, but I mean, just from like, from from the show's perspective, we used to do stuff for Cinco de Mayo. We used to be all over St. Patrick's Day. I think it it's seems us. like, is it really? Uh, it, it, Aaron Express is still really popular. Oh yeah. So you know, it's I, just you know. I think some of those, Preston, by their own <laughs> own cycle, have died out. We were trying. We were carrying the torch for Fat Tuesday. Yeah. But it just started to collapse in on itself. And Cinco de Mayo is the same thing. Nick, you know what? To quote Paul Simon, you know, I just don't find this stuff amusing anymore. That's kind of what it comes down to. Nick, did you go to Keenan's last year for uh, Memorial Day? Were you there that Friday? Um, I mean, with with you guys. Yeah. And then I left, and I think we went to brunch, and then I, I came home afterwards. So I did not stick around for that. Well, you were there in the morning. So to answer your question... Uh, yeah, people still like to drink just to drink on, you know, whatever. I suppose so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Keenan's is a great example of it. You're for right. Cin- for Cinco de Mayo, I mean, there's a, a local restaurant here in Plymouth Meeting that they put uh, tents out and, I mean, their okay. parking lot is jam-packed. They got to redirect traffic. And, like, I'm like, is it really still that big? You know, this I was thinking this last year because we tried to go. But, it, I mean, it is. I think it's just us that it's not. Mm. Yeah, I think they're just less organic. Like, when we used to party on St. Patrick's Day, we would just kind of go bar to bar, and one or two of them happened to be an Irish pub, and those were places were packed, so we would just go to the place next door. But now, because of things like the Aaron Express, it's kind of... Organized so more? Manufactured, organized, right? Yeah, that, like, we're kind of like, well, we had our own fun. I, I, I've this. always loved event, even as a non-drinker, I've loved days like this. I've loved, and I loved Preston. People don't remember what Fat Tuesday used to be like mm-hmm. at Fat Tuesday on South Street. Yeah, man. It was during Nuts. the Y100 days. Crazy. Oh, my. It was unbelievable. You cannot know what it was like unless you were there. People completely blasted 
from all night partying in line <laughs> at 6 o'clock in the morning. Guys, I was in high school, and I would hear tales of it the next morning. Like, it was like whispered down the lane, because I had one friend that lived nearby, and he went there, and we were all hanging out in the dark room, and he took photos, and he got this naked girl picture <laughs> that was, like, developed. And, like, there were tales of your Fat Tuesday parties passing through the society. lore the <laughs> lore yes and, then, and it, it ended one year when they the 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 riots took place yeah. we were hours after i mean the show had wrapped up there was a thing later on that night and of course as the news was covering it in the background were the y100 banners it's yeah. like oh i guess that's it for this yeah it got out of hand yeah a lot of people were pointing out the other excuse days or night before thanksgiving Fourth of July, Memorial Day, Labor Day, you standard. know, there's there, yeah, the standard stuff. So uh if today is your day, then observe. Feel free to do that. Confirmation. Yeah. <laughs> um, hey, a couple other quick things that I wanted to point out. And Steve, you sent this over to me. Um there were people that were curious as to why the complex, the stadium complex in South Philly is jam-packed with uh cars. Yeah. And what the story <laughs> is behind that. All the events. <laughs> Everything is taking place. No, apparently the word is they're all rental cars. Uh, given the uh, drop in air travel over the last few months, rental car companies at the airport found themselves with more cars on their hands. And that it's more than the airport actually could handle. Because they're always in use. There's yep. always yeah. a, a number of cars that are out rented. Now you have that entire inventory at the airport and they have no place to put them. So the Wells Fargo Center parking lot is having a ton of the rental cars being stored there. Now, Enterprise is a corporate partner of the Flyers and Wells Fargo Center. Well, that works out. So that is uh, the only company with rental vehicles parked at the stadium right now. They're allowing them to do that for free. It would be a little weird to pass by it. If you guys pass by it, and seen it and no, wondered? No. Yeah. No. Uh, since Enterprise is a corporate sponsor, Wells Fargo Center is not charging the company for parking. Approximately 2,200 of its vehicles on site. I'm I'm blown away that that many uh, rental cars are out in this yeah. area That's what I thought. That, that at any given time, that amount of vehicles is rented out. Had no I used idea. To work, I used to work for Enterprise. It was one of the first jobs I had um, where uh, I made a decent amount of money. It was This was like before I should have graduated from college. I hadn't graduated from college yet. But anyway, Seven more years. I was, I was 21. Um, but uh, my job was to drive cars around and I would drive from one lot to the other and, and you know take it from one enterprise to another. And, and Preston, just to your point, like they had more cars in their fleet than uh, I really thought were possible. And a lot of it were, were people renting cars from um, they would take their car in for service and then they would get a car, a rental car from, from enterprise so that they would have a car while their car was being serviced. Yeah. And there's a whole bunch of little satellite, yep. uh, enterprise that, that like you'll, you'll over in Maniunk, there's like on a side street, there's an enterprise rental. Yeah. And Steve, in that in that little side one, they probably have fifty to one hundred cars in their little fleet, and that's a small store. And so the big places like the airport, uh, Enterprise Rental Car would have tons, and that's obviously why they need a place like the Wells Fargo Center to store them all. Yep, the parking agreement has no fixed end date, but the cars will be gone whenever the venue uh, reopens to the public. So they'll move them along; they'll find somewhere else to uh, to put them. But are they paying? I mean, I know you, you no, said they're the corporate not. sponsor. Okay, yeah. yeah, yeah, they're not at all. So they're not charging for it. So it makes wow. like, total sense. So the other rental companies probably having to rent out a space to put all their cars in for the time being. Yeah, where do you, see. Where do you Unless dump all that inventory? Somebody has an, an agreement with them. On the runway maybe at the airport? I think so. Yeah. No one's flying. Well, yeah. not a lot of people. 
Uh, so, anyhow, and somebody points out that uh, because of this story, we need to play uh, What the F Is That again sometime. Yes. Oh, yeah. So, like, that could be, you know, what the F, what's the deal with that? You know, and maybe we could find answers to you. Yeah. Hey, there's another story. It's a little bit more on a serious side, but I, I would like to point this out. This is this is really great. Um, donations to Native American tribes who have been badly hit by the coronavirus are flooding in from Ireland. Have you heard about this? I have heard about no. this, yes. This is an example of what a grateful nation does. This is pretty cool. I sent this over to our friend Murph, who's straight from Ireland, <laughs> and he knew the, the history of this. So they are repaying a debt dating back to the 19th century potato famine. Um, at least 41 people have fallen victim to COVID-19 in the Navajo Nation, uh, with the spike in cases partly attributed to a water crisis, an estimated 40% of the Navajo did not have running water at home, and a drought in the southwest has exacerbated the difficulties. And as this has intensified, the Navajo and Hopi families set up a GoFundMe campaign to raise some money for bottled water. And already more than $1.3 million has been raised with donations flooding in from Ireland. Uh, the generosity dates back... I wasn't aware of this, to a gesture made in March of 1847 when the Choctaw tribe, uh, which was gradually reestablishing itself in Oklahoma, had been ousted from its ancestral lands in Mississippi. They heard news of the Irish potato famine across the Atlantic. Meeting at a building in uh, Scullyville, Oklahoma, the Choctaw were asked to dig deep for people thousands of miles away that they never met and they did, and the donations poured in. And they never forgot it. No, yep. They uh-huh. kept two slips of paper. One was the potatoes, and the other one was a car. <laughs> <laughs> it was the IOU. You're going to want to hang on to hang on to that. That's a Lamborghini. So, listen to this. 173 <laughs> years later, the gesture has been repaid with donors from Ireland opening their wallets to help. I think I, this is the greatest story. It's great. I would have acted like it never happened yeah, and said, hey, come on. <laughs> no, it's it's cool. that And, and to at this point, to think about that and to yep. make that gesture means that much more. So a guy, here's an example. Uh, Michael Corkery, who donated $200, wrote the Choctaw and Navajo First Nation people helped the Irish during the Great Famine despite their own suffering. When I learned about it, I never forgot it. They know all people are the same in the end and showed such decency and humanity. It's history now, but we are still grateful and thank you. So there's so much dignity and integrity in that gesture uh, it really warms the heart. I thought that was a really great story, and I was not aware of the uh, the Choctaw doing that for Ireland back in the day. I know they're technically not teachers, but should we send them a mug? Maybe we yeah. should send them a mug. <laughs> this is well, for Ireland. What is this? <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, because what you did for Ireland. Mm-hmm. What? Mm-hmm. Um, by the way, speaking of, uh, you know, issues during the, the pandemic, um, there's a question about whether people take regular vacation uh, during this time. Do you need to take vacation time? We were just talking about this yesterday yes. amongst ourselves and what to do because we postponed a vacation that we had planned in April and we just completely just shut it down. We're like, okay, we'll just, we'll work. And please fight your inclination to call us heroes. Right. <laughs> that would be no, no, inappropriate. No. We're not. That. We're just no. regular people. Uh, we put on our pants three legs at a time. According to uh, Kanadi Silcox, who I guess is a, an expert in the world of vacation taking. That's uh, Grover Silcox's grandmother. Uh, maybe. Uh, think of, it says, think of a, he said, think of a regular vacation uh, you take when you splay out on the beach or read by the pool. The intention is to relax. A day off at home might not feel the same, but if you spent the last few weeks working overtime, putting aside some time 
to just veg out in front of the TV isn't a bad idea. She also suggests framing your paid time off uh, request not as vacation, but more as a mental health day. Yeah, yeah, that's that'll get it done. I think um, when I have, even when I go on vacation, I have to, like, I exercise in the morning and I get, I even though, I, God bless you, Preston, you can disconnect, I can't, I have to check email and get all that stuff out of the way. Oh, I'm and done then I it. feel I've earned mm. that day. That's the way that in my, in my uh, warped thinking that I get it done. So, yes, you could give yourself vacation even if you're at home and you've been at home mm-hmm. um, and just frame it in your mind. Try yeah. to pull it off. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, you know, we obviously don't know what's going to happen in the next month or next two months or, or whatever, but I was um, thinking about possible summer vacation plans last night. And um, one thing that the I The living room's with, looking nice, aren't they? Well, seriously. I mean, <laughs> actually – uh, I want to get the hell out of the living room, yeah. so um, I started thinking about you know possibly going out west and and what the vacation plans are going to look like. Anyway, uh, Preston, you made a suggestion last week, which was looking to look into renting an RV, and I started to explore that idea. And I, I think a lot of people are going to do it because of the anxiety attached to staying in a hotel. Mm. People are are not going to want to stay in places where other people have been, and so you can quote unquote control the environment if you're in an RV for a couple of weeks. And so I'm, I'm looking into that possibility. A vacation this summer. Okay. Yeah, you might want to like get on that sooner rather than later because I if know. you're having that thought, then you know uh, millions of other people are maybe are having that same thought. And I say that because there has been uh, a shortage in backyard like inflatable pools. Yes, Casey, I saw and hot tubs too. Yeah, yeah. Because, They're sold out. Uh, yeah, basically, yeah. Are, like if you want buying them up because all the pools. Well, will, you, your house may not even open this summer. Right, your house has to become your your um, yeah your, your vacation destination. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I could totally see them uh, uh, having a run on I, that stuff right see, now. I thought about it because I mean, honestly, like. What are we gonna do? Like, I know, what are we I, gonna do for vacation? I was thinking the it, same it is thing. It's gonna Kat, be the exact like, same. It's like a waste. I told Rochelle, I'm like, so we could all get in the car, <laughs> yeah, and we could drive somewhere that we could get out of the car, <laughs> and then we would get back in the car and go back home. <laughs> do you know what you could That's do? That's about it. Might be kind of cool. <laughs> drive over to the Wells Fargo and look to uh, look at all the rental cars. <laughs> yeah, rental cars. Hey. Let's take a look at the rental. Yeah. Let's, Look at that. Yeah. A red one. Look, a red Ooh. one. A Ford Focus. For as wow. far as the eyes can see. Yeah. Um, I just keep saying, what are we going to do all summer? <laughs> like, if the be- I don't know what's happening with the beaches. I don't know what's happening with the pools. But if they don't open, like, I don't know what I'm going to do I with would, them all summer. I'll I tell you what, listen, I, here, I'll do this. We'll do this for you, Kathy, if you want to. And I'm, I'm legit, and I don't know why I'm doing this on the air, but... If you guys want to come by and use the pool sometime, you can do that. We'll just stay out of the area. We'll stay in the house, and you can literally come into the backyard and use the pool for a few hours. I'll be there every day. Like, no, right. Go, not to get the out of control. Now, don't, bring your margarita machine. <laughs> yes, sure. And bring a water pump because you're going to have to drain all the water after you've used it and then refill it up. <laughs> uh, because you'll have all that COVID with you. Marissa's got a big old grin over there because I think she might be in the, in the worst situation because she's in an apartment. And doesn't have the luxury of like you know even like a yard sitting in the backyard or you know guess it's not so bad in the burbs anymore now. Damn it, you're. (laughs) (laughs) You have a little deck though, right, Marissa? Where you can at least go outside. I do have a little deck. uh, Jump off of. (laughs) They can jump off. You can see the art museum. Yeah, all the common spaces of my building, the gym, and everything has been closed. So you know, if we're talking about taking days off, you guys are like, oh great, I get to like go to the shore or uh, 
hang out by my pool and in the backyard. And I'm like, I get to stay in my mm-hmm. apartment mm-hmm. and close the door. And yeah, I mean, listen, I have the whole city that I can walk around. But like you said, Preston, you can get in the car and you can drive somewhere and go somewhere. And even yesterday I got home and I was like, I can go walk somewhere, but like I can't stop and like go to a store or anything right. like that. I can just yeah. walk around in a big circle and then right. walk. Well, as as the phases roll out, we were talking about the big yellow phase this morning and all of that stuff. We'll see how things accelerate and how how the mitigation fares as we move along. So hopefully in an optimum situation, you'll have a few more opportunities. But it's probably wise to think about what you can do that doesn't require the most activity. Why not? Yeah. I mean, you know, have have something like that. Have a plan. If, if, If you're pleasantly surprised. That something arises that you can take advantage of, great. Bonus. Yeah. yeah. In the meantime, there's places like Park on Rittenhouse Square that is selling frosé out of their windows. So I can oh, frosé. There. Dude, McGillicuddy's is selling like slushies. They basically have a slushy window. They have a. There's a whole bunch of McGillicuddy's in uh, Delaware County. So I know the one on Brookline is basically opening their windows and selling slushies. (laughs) So Jasper's Backyard in Conjahawken, they're selling their drink mixes. So they do like a spicy margarita, a watermelon cooler. You can go and you can buy the mixes. So I think what we've all learned after this conversation is if you don't have anything to do on vacation, just drink. Drink. Yeah, change it from your normal work (laughs) drinking schedule. To vacation drink. This is now vacation (laughs) drinking. But according to this expert, you should go ahead and take those vacation days anyway. At some point, you have to. Right here, we were actually asked to do it because there's going to be a landslide of vacation days that people have to take before the year wraps up. One other thing, and then I know we got to take a break because we got to get ready for a rock refund. But, Kathy, something you could do, and it's been taking off because of the pandemic. Oh, no, I hope you – all right. It's bird watching. Oh, bird watching. Okay. Yeah. What were you going to say? I thought you were going to. So we have we have a uh, an updated uh, Kathy's activities coronavirus edition coming out this week. So mm-hmm. I thought you were going to um, give away one of my things that are on there. But bir- <laughs> bird watching is definitely not one of them. Okay, uh, that's something you despise. In fact, in fact, in yes. your perfect world, all birds are dead. If I'm bird watching on my vacation, Marissa, I'm going to use your deck. It is both it is both peak nesting and migration season for hundreds of bird species right oh, now. Oh wow. Uh for example, the free bird identification app from the Cornell Lab free bird! Uh, for or ornithology was downloaded 8500 times during Easter weekend alone and Here's downloads were up 102% over the past year. What? Another reason, I just realized yesterday, uh, another reason I hate birds. I have one of those directional signs uh, that's made of wood in my backyard. It's in the corner of my yard, and they're eating away at it. And I saw a bird pulling pieces off. I guess he was using it for a nest or something. What's with those nests? So I went over and looked, and they have, like, torn apart the whole back of this sign. Here's the thing. goes both ways, Kathy. What? Here's the dichotomy that's you, Kathy. You're you're mortified that the birds are chipping away at a sign, yet you're buying a little tiny picnic table for squirrels. Mm-hmm. Well, because they're not stupid. <laughs> and they need nuts. <laughs> there you go. We need to get Kathy a BB gun. <laughs> she can just sit out there and be happy and pick birds <laughs> off in her backyard. Uh, you can use the you can use the crack shotgun if you want to get. Uh, but visits to Cornell's live bird cams have doubled and downloads the National Audubon Society bird identification app. Uh, compared to March and April, has doubled as well. I've uh, done both. Uh, pr- have you really? <laughs> yep, absolutely. Uh, 
Preliminary figures also indicate the that uh, sales of bird feeders, nesting boxes, and bird seed are spiking right now. Yeah, you can't get it. Uh, so you can you can absolutely delve into birding. Hang on, I'm going to go to Derek real quick. Derek, good morning. Hey, how you guys doing? Hey, good. What's up, buddy? So, bird watching. Uh, <laughs> I do live in the country. I have a nice yard, but kids are getting bored. We started watching birds. My son, is that an eagle? No. Yeah, we have a nesting eagle pair in our backyard. Whoa. That's cool, man. <laughs> That's badass. What do you know what type of eagle it is? Is it That's a, a bald, bald eagle? <sighs> bald eagle. That's yeah. awesome. So, where yeah. where do you live? What what uh, town? Okay, so uh He's in the Jenner. apartment below Marissa. <laughs> yes. No, go ahead. Uh Jennersville. It's a uh, South of Longwood Gardens. Okay. So, oh, you're 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 in a nice you're area for that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. I have I have Amish neighbors, but yeah, there's woods behind my house, and up about sixty feet in these giant trees is a huge nest, and there's a pair of eagles. The game commissioner's been by, and it's pretty cool. Do you, know, do you ever go but, down to the uh, Conowingo Dam, which is not too far from you? Yes, I have. Oh, yeah, so the Conowingo there. Dam is a place uh, on the Susquehanna River, and it's south of Longwood Gardens. If you keep going down Route 1, you can get there. But um, it's a Damn. great place if you want to spot uh, bald eagles, and, and they're they're nesting there, and they're near this uh, caller's house. Downside is it smells like poop because it's near Kennett Square, right? Yeah. Mushrooms, actually. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, very, very you know what's so? If Thanks, Derek. Neighbor watching is always good, too. You get a good set of binoculars. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Could do that. Uh, all right. Anyhow, uh, just a, a few things to pass along. And uh, just to reiterate a couple of announcements we made at the beginning of that segment, uh, we have officially postponed the opening of the Jersey Shore. It looks like uh, the Keenan's live broadcast probably not going to happen this year. It's definitely not going to happen on the 22nd. But you already knew that, didn't you? Uh, yeah, you already knew that. <laughs> you probably suspected that. And we are going ahead with uh, President Steve's Coolest Teacher of the Year competition. That starts on Monday. So we will start drawing the schools, asking for the votes, and it is business as usual in that regard. We're going to take a break. We're coming back in a moment. MMR's Rock Refund. we got a chance for you to win $500, and we'll also get to the Bazaar so make sure that you stay with us. The Preston and Steve Show Podcast. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Now, WMMR presents Preston and Steve's Bizarre Final. And it is brought to you by Armor Metals and Recycling for all your metal and computer recycling needs. <clears throat> a fisherman, lucky to be alive, after a crocodile jumped out of the water and bit him on the hand. Whoa! A 24-year-old Queensland, Australia man was fishing with a friend in the Whoa! Northern Territory on Sunday when the reptile attacked. Uh, the crocodile crept up on the two men, jumped from the water, biting down on the 24-year-old man's right hand, causing serious injuries. Damn alligator bit my hand. Oh, my God. <laughs> His uh, friend was able to drive him to a nearby uh, Berry Springs Hospital. Officers were waiting to take him there. And where was this again, Preston? In Australia. <laughs> of course. After arriving... Leaping crocodiles. At the hospital, the 24-year-old underwent surgery on his right hand and fingers and remains in a stable condition. <laughs> a spokesman... Uh, said that the man wasn't able to identify the type of crocodile that attacked him. However, it due, had wings. <laughs> however, due to the bite patterns on his hand, uh, paramedics speculated it could have been a, he could have been attacked by a saltwater crocodile. By the way, I think it's the only place on earth that has saltwater crocodiles. Okay. Welcome to Australia. Yeah, exactly. A disturbing surveillance video has emerged showing the moment two men wearing face masks jumped out of a jeep, brandishing guns. 
Topped with silencers and opened fire at a biker gang leader, killing him on a Bronx, Bronx Street in the middle of the day. This footage is wild. Now, the victim has been identified by unnamed law enforcement sources as Francisco Rosado, the 51-year-old leader of the Bronx chapter of the notorious Pagan Motorcycle Club. Francisco, that's fun to say. Uh, the newly released video begins with a pair of men dressed in black, wearing blue surgical masks, getting out of a dark blue Jeep, drawing pistols equipped with suppressors to muffle the sounds of the gunfire. Uh, they sprint across the street, aiming their guns, then return just moments later, jump back in the Jeep Cherokee and speed away. Now, I know it seems violent, but they were wearing masks. Okay. So they were observing the COVID uh, rules. Uh, the video has no audio. does not show the victim getting shot. According to police, Rosado was talking with someone in a parking lot when he was struck in the head and torso. He was pronounced dead at the scene. Mm. As of Monday afternoon, no arrests have been made. Uh, detectives said officers responding to a 911 call about a male shot arrived to find the victim unconscious and unresponsive for medics declared him dead on the scene. And they did not disclose his identity, but they think it was this guy. It's been a while since we've had a flare-up between the uh, the biker gangs. Yeah. There was one, a big one, about a year and a half ago. Do you remember that? Was that in Texas? It was in Dude, Texas. Shootout. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? I think no one ended up getting arrested in that, if, if I recall. I didn't see anything. <laughs> TikTok users are urinating on themselves as part of the pee your pants challenge. Yeah. And while it allegedly started as a joke, it quickly became the latest trend to go viral on the platform. Come on. Videos show people, mostly guys, standing in front of their bathroom mirrors, fully dressed. They proudly wet themselves all while uh, chatting the entire time on camera. You must be out of your goddamn mind! Liam Wire from Kansas, 19 years old, started the challenge on April 21st when he posted footage of himself peeing his pants, aptly dubbed the peer, hashtag peer pants challenge. In the clip, he's wearing a t-shirt and shorts as he looks in the mirror and says, pee your pants challenge. Viewers can then uh, hear his stream of urine hitting the floor as a wet spot forms on his shorts. A video has been u- viewed hundreds of thousands of times, though he, Liam, had to repost the clip after TikTok removed the original. Do you think we could, we could get traction with the feed your own head into a wood chipper challenge? <laughs> of course. Uh, many people were appalled by the footage, with some blaming the coronavirus pandemic for leading such a gross challenge. Uh, and Liam inadvertently inspired others to take part in the challenge, though he insists it was meant to be a spoof. He said, I'm definitely surprised that the challenge actually became a trend. I created it as a parody of the other challenges that have gone viral on the Internet in an attempt to show how pointless they are. Well, it backfired. Yeah, now it's a thing, and even Bill Weston's doing it. He did it? Yeah, he did it. Well, he's so trendy. All right, I'm taking the piss my pants challenge. He's so trendy. Oh, that feels so warm. Mm -hmm. Like Mm -hmm. hot soup. Yep. (laughs) Soup. (laughs) Images of a man wearing a Ku Klux Klan hood as a face covering inside of a grocery store have circulated on social media, prompting condemnation from local leaders. Well, that's not even, there are openings in it. Just, uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's not even... It adhering. defeats the purpose, and besides, it's a symbol of racism. Uh, shoppers took multiple photos of the man with and without his hood while he was inside the store. A company spokesperson said the grocery store workers repeatedly asked the man to remove the hood, but all requests were ignored until he was in the checkout area. I don't want to get sick. <clears throat> a spokesperson said this was a disturbing incident for our associates and customers, and we are reviewing with our team... How to best handle such inappropriate situations in the future. Come on, people. Uh, A grocery store worker. Here's another one. A little bit different, though. A grocery store worker recently caught video of a woman who came into his store to pay for gas wearing a mask, 
with a hole cut out over the nose and mouth area. <laughs> I saw this. Joe Simon, who was working at SJ Food Market in Lexington, Kentucky, when the incident occurred. And footage shows the woman approaching the counter and asking for gas. Joe completes the transaction before asking, where'd you get the mask from? And she replies, well... Since we have to wear them and it makes it hard to breathe, this makes it a lot easier to breathe. <laughs> Joe said, cutting it as a woman nods in agreement. Joe then deadpans, yeah, sure, I'll do that. Thanks for the advice. As the woman leaves the store and then uh, the woman has been, the video has been viewed over four million times with many people leaving comments about the woman's absolute stupidity. And of course that happened in Kentucky. <laughs> Uh, and then finally, let's end with this one. Uh, Kelly Harpet of Gilbert, Arizona, says her security camera recently gave her dozens of alerts overnight about her front door. When she investigated, she found there was no intruder, but rather thousands of bees that were swarming on oh her front my, porch. Oh, my God. She says the bees have chosen her porch as their new swarming spot, and there are so many of them in one area that it looks like a bad paint job with texture. Since they're on the camera, did they take the piss yourself challenge? I don't know. Uh, she said her camera also captured the moment a surprised FedEx driver dropped off a package and sprinted for safety. Wow. When he spotted the bees, Harper says she contacted a beekeeper who removed the swarm. So My doorbell camera is so sensitive, it picks up traffic out on the street passing by. No yeah. kidding. So uh, sometimes the day I'm getting alert after alert after alert, I have to figure out how to... Adjust the sensitivity, Adjust that a maybe, bit. and that is what I have in the bizarre file for you right now. Uh, we're going to take a break. We're going to come back in a moment. Don't forget a couple of guests on the show: David Boreanaz, uh, Dan Cummings will be joining us. You have five minutes left to enter the word studio for MMR's Rock Refund. Again, the word to enter is studio. S T U D I O. Good luck to you. Coming back in a moment. Listen to all the WMMR podcasts as well as a live stream on your Alexa-enabled device. Just say, Alexa, open MMR. If you're looking to celebrate someone, simply say, I love you or honor mom. Steven Singer has safe and free shipping in time for Mother's Day. IHateStevenSinger.com. Skip the trip to the store and get your groceries delivered with Acme. Get everything you need. Milk, fresh produce, bottled water, and more delivered right to your door. It's fast and super easy. Order online at shop.acmemarkets.com and get free delivery with your first online order. Carefully picked, conveniently delivered with Acme, your favorite local supermarket and the official supermarket of MMR's Preston and Steve Show. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Uh, let's see. We made an announcement a little while ago. The Keenan's live broadcast, the official opening of the Jersey Shore, is officially called off uh, for now. You, like Steve was saying earlier, you already knew that. Uh, we just officially <laughs> have made the announcement because it was planned for the 22nd of this month, and it's already the 5th. So, But uh, we waited because it was around this time that we would normally announce officially that it was on. I mean, we were working to see if a beer company would sponsor our hazmat suits, but uh, nobody came through. <laughs> our bubble. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. we needed to have them for everybody, and there's yeah. just not... 1,500 people. too much, yeah, so uh, we're I not going to be able to do that. I still can't believe like that just that all this all of this stuff is not happening. I mean, rightfully so. We can't mm. jam all those people into Keenan's, but like the, yeah. it's Memorial Day, and I mean, we've been doing this for years. 
years. And yeah. I mean, people have been going to the shore forever Listen, and it's just not happening. I have every confidence that they'll, we'll be back to having people vomit on us in no time. <laughs> Steve, and spill beer all and over spill beer on us and all that right. stuff. And we'll be back to that. Yep. But for right now, obviously, no. However, we are going to do uh, Preston Steve's coolest teacher, which is cool, is taking place. And we are going to start that on Monday. So we will uh, be drawing these school names starting on Monday and giving you 24 hours for uh, votes to take place. And that's from the student body. That's who we want. To and I have every confidence that eventually we'll have teachers throwing up on us. So uh, we'll be back to that. As <laughs> God well. knows that's happened at Keenan's. That has happened. Oh, Absolutely. Yeah. It's funny when you see you'll be at Keenan's. And there'll be somebody tearing it up. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, hey, man. And then they come over and it's great. What do you do for a living? I'm a neurosurgeon. Oh, what? <laughs> one, one of the best, though, is after we're done and we start to release the videos from that day, yeah. we'll get someone who was in one of our contests to go, um, I'm a teacher. Could you not put me in the video? <laughs> Remember the Club Risque event? There was a there was a teacher who got up on stage and, uh-huh. yeah. and like yeah. the next the, the Monday after she was like hey can yeah. you please take that down uh-huh. yeah, yeah I'm so embarrassed I didn't win uh-huh. <laughs> um, all right so quick question uh, by the way we're teetering right in and around our fifteenth anniversary here at the radio station what was oh, our yeah. first day here um, it was, uh, later in May it was um, because the May 16th, May 17th, something like that. Did we do Keenan's that year in 2005, or did we wait another year? I don't think so. Okay. Uh, yeah, that's a good question. Yeah, I'm not really sure when that first day was that we had broadcast. So, But I'm I'm wrong often. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I Chuck would know. Our, our show started on May 2nd. Like, we signed the contracts, uh, and then I, I believe, oh. like, because of the non-compete, that we literally started two weeks after that, which makes it May 16th, May 17th, something along those lines. Our first um, show I, might have been on May yeah, 2nd? Yeah, yeah. Hey, happy anniversary. Hey! Good 15 job, years. Oh. But I think we did do it because... 05-16-05. Oh, so go. the 16th. Okay, the Marissa 16th. just brought in our, our commemorative right. license plates that were made for us uh, a few years ago. Five years ago, those were made, right. actually. And, and I think wow. we did do the Keenan's broadcast because I believe I had to run the board for you guys because my brother got married that day. So I stayed okay. back uh, and ran the board. And you, I, I think it was your introduction to the Keenan's broadcast because it had existed at MMR yeah. before President Steve. I want to say, yeah, I want to say that we did it because we were, <laughs> we were just essentially taking over for the previous morning show and doing it. So I think we just, we just went right into it. We changed it a bit. We changed it from what what had been done before. We added a little bit more of the circus atmosphere. We did, yeah, yeah we, we did. We came in with that. That was our first thing. Yep. Wow. That, and then uh, a few months later in August, when you guys brought the pony uh, into the studio for me for my for birthday. birthday. Yeah. Didn't yeah. realize that we had done it the first year, but yeah. there we go. All right, cool. Uh, well, anyhow, that is postponed this year. And uh, but like I said, coolest teacher. That's going to start on Monday. Um, this was a development that took place, and we were talking about this uh, over the phone last night. J. Crew has filed for bankruptcy, uh, the first major retailer to do so since the pandemic forced uh, most stores to close their physical locations. Uh, J. Crew was already struggling before the pandemic forced it to seek Chapter 11 bankruptcy protection. They were they were sort of on the fence before, and this certainly did not help. Mm-hmm. I think actually Neiman. Neiman Marcus as well has done it. Uh, oh, really? A couple, a lot of retailers were having issues to begin with. This is certainly not what you need when you're trying to make everything work. Yeah, uh, and it's put a, a, a you know a, a death blow to some companies. How long has J Crew been around? 1947. Wow, I didn't realize it was that long. No, yeah. it became pretty trendy for a while. I remember that. Yeah. 
the company Popular Merchandise was founded selling low-price women's clothing. It was renamed J. Crew oh, in 1983. Nice. <laughs> okay. Uh, and then it was revamped as a preppy clothing retailer uh, to complete, compete with uh, Lands End and L.L. Bean. Lands End, oh, wow. I remember as well. Remember yeah. Lanz and then Eddie Bauer as well. Those were like the big ones. Mm-hmm. Uh... And then Cousin Eddie, which was really uh, <laughs> and very Nick, cheap stuff. You you were saying you had kind of fashioned your look. You were, you were going for a full J. Crew look back in the day? Well, I wanted to, but I couldn't afford it. So yeah, like, right? the, the, the thing that you aspired to was to to own J. Crew clothing. And I remember, it, you know, I grew up on the main line. I went to Conestoga High School, and the a lot of rich kids in the area would wear J. Crew clothing. And so it was something like you would wanted to wear the Gap stuff. You wanted to wear J. Crew stuff. But it was like Kathy just alluded to. It was expensive, especially when they did the re, revamping and remodeling, and to uh, to be more like LL Bean and um, Lands End, because yeah, that stuff. Was, and and then the stores open up in the mall, and you would really want that stuff. And I. Just, it was extraordinarily expensive. So, so in high school, you were basically Eric Stoltz in some kind of wonderful. You were really, yeah, you were went to, went to the preppy school, but you were you were from the wrong side of the track. And look at you now in your tie dye shirt. Yeah, I made this and uh, <laughs> I got this off of Amazon, and I'm wearing shorts Although that Casey gave you... me from the uh, Calalori Foundation. You're making so. you're making your own butter and booze in your toilet. And look at how things have changed. <laughs> However, I will say, if you were to go to J Crew's website, I guarantee you'd find something tie dye on there now. Oh, really? Tie dye's trendy. Okay. I went to Catholic school, so I had zero clue about fashion because I just had to wear a uniform every day. And, and everybody around me wore uniforms every day. So right. my, my fashion sense was informed by, you know, bl- uh, brown uh, corduroy pants and, and a yellow shirt and, and stuff. So, I, I mean, oh. I had zero clue. Like, I would look at my next-door neighbor and, and kind of get a clue Out on her. Yeah. Well, I remember he had Bugle Boys, you know, and I'm like, okay, whatever. Remember Bugle Boys? Yeah. Do you tr- attribute that to now your affinity for orange tracksuits? Yeah. Or, you know, because you overcompensation right. or... He's much more flamboyant now. Uh, yeah, way more flamboyant. colors. Uh, I mean, honestly, it took me, like, I, you know, it had to be a big, big, big time trend for me to, you know... To like Zeke have a reach for way there. though you didn't yeah. have to you didn't have to sw- like look at the the crisis that Nick had to go through he was the uh, he he couldn't put together his J Crew stuff while everyone else was wearing it and yeah. you were you were all set I yeah. tra- polo was all the rage yeah. when I was uh, when I was in you know middle school and high school and so I tried to do that for a little bit uh, that my- damn horse man I, like yeah. just getting yeah. that horse on on your shirt meant something yeah even as superficial as it was and uh, I remember like there were knockoff brands that had sort of a horse looking sideways <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was a donkey. Yeah, it was a, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what is that? It's a zebra. Well, the, uh, the Lertigra was big for yeah. a while. I remember Lertigra yeah. was a knockoff. Well, Banana then, Republic. I, okay, so uh, is Izod, and what's the other one that Lacoste, are those the same things? They're, I think that they have the same parent company. Aren't they? They're, oh, okay. They were from sort of tennis? Isn't that <clears throat> yeah, they, yeah, Izod was. Right, Izod sure. certainly was. Does anybody alligator. know where, where J. Crew is headquartered? Because for some reason, they have some sort of connection to Montauk. They have a lot of their products that they name Montauk. They oh. do a Montauk Montauk shirt. Montauk, um, Long Island? is. Yeah. Is, I, I doubt they have a home office there, but maybe that's one of their... Yeah, their home office is in Manhattan, Kath, but uh, maybe they vacation yeah. on the island. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I always wondered what the connection was. Okay. All right, so the other, like, Vineyard Vines kind of came out of nowhere, and then there's another sort of thing that is like Vineyard Vines, but it's land-based, right? So it's like a, is it like a deer maybe, or a bear? Is it a bear? <laughs> what? What? You're talking oh, about God. a logo, right? Logo-wise. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I didn't know what you're talking 
Yeah, because Landings. the Vineyard Vines, uh, it, it kind of came even out of Vineyard no, Vines is. Vineyard, it's that whale. It's a whale. I didn't logo. know either, Steve. No. I, got, I got a promotional item sent to me for the Mr. Yeah. Rogers movie, and it came with a Vineyard Vines tie. And Casey was like, oh. And I'm like, okay. I, I was not aware. I missed that one totally. Yeah. yeah. What was the thing, Marissa? You were talking about Jake. There was something J. Crew that was a big item that all the. All the girls in your school had? Well, it's funny Nick's mentioning this because I never knew, like, Patagonia until I went to the high school I went to. It was very preppy. So every, like, brand Nick is mentioning, I'm like, yep, yep. And there was uh, uh, so I, I had a class with, like, 36 girls. So once, like, one trend started, kind of everybody hopped on it. <laughs> Thanks, Catherine. Um, and it started well, with 36 girls. It probably was like quick. Like every, yeah. one girl got it, and then like a week later, everyone had it. Everybody. Oh my yeah. gosh. And it started with the um, Steve Madden shoes. I don't know if this means so much to you guys. There was these shoes. They're actually back in style now. They're like black rubber with like a little stretchy um, part on top. And you would just like hear the like thong clumping between like stairways. It was like it globs of people, right? <laughs> The thong Just... clumping. <laughs> all right, forget about that. I'm all moving right, back I, on to. All right, let's get wait, back I was to like, Jake what Crew. does this have to do with Jake? We, we had I'm, we I'm asked you a question about Jake She was Crew. relaying a story about there. thongs clumping. Getting there. Because I want to know what it is. All right, so then after the Steve Madden shoes were out of style, it was the J. Crew shoes. And they were these wooden shoes that you would just hear through the hallways. And they were these hideous, big, wooden blocks with clogs? like this like no they were like wooden with this woven thing on top of it they were clompers I like i find a picture i clomper des- stompers i despised these things so much just because no that's All not right. yeah no no, no, no. Right, we're, try- we're trying to find photos of what she's talking about if you do happen to know please so call in will... from, from marissa's description and let us know anybody but... who went to springside in the late 90s you can tell me about this oh, what well, was the, so late, this was a 90s. j crew thing oh my god but like i despise the entire brand just because 30 girls in my class all had the stinking shoe. And I never shopped there for so long until, I don't know, a couple years ago I walked in the store. I was like, oh, they kind of have some cute stuff. <laughs> they and, and they have that outlet store near uh, Kathy that is actually pretty decently priced. Was it like a slide, the shoe? Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you, do you know the Steve Madden ones I'm talking about with the like black rubber with the stretchy that came out a few years ago? Again, back the thong You would clomp around them. The thong clompers that you would hear, like that had, a, had like a thick, that had like a she, thick wedge heel. I think yes. she initially said clump. Did she say clump? Thong clump. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyway, I'll, I'll go back and get the audio Please. myself. All right, all right. I owe that to you guys. Thong clumping. Um, yes, those are it. These are the Steve Madden shoes. All right, pull the videos up here, and okay, it's just a standard-looking black. Um, yeah. Clearly, Case, it's a thong clumper. Move your head plumper. to the right so I can see. <laughs> well, move your head to the right, Casey. Ones, Casey, but, uh, there you go. Oh, now that you took it off <laughs> the screen. Put it back on the screen, please, if you would, so Kathy at home can see. And the that's thong. what she was talking yeah. about. Does that look familiar? Oh, okay. Yeah, it's like a, yeah, wow. I know. Those that was a long those, journey. The, the, J. Crew, <laughs> the stinking J. Crew shoes made me hate an entire brand. Okay. 30 girls. But everybody had them? Everybody had them. Okay. Every class, everybody... Now I like you. It's weird whenever you when, puff clompers when everybody you know buys the same thing and and uh, and for a high school that has that small of a student body, I would imagine, yeah, like you said, Kathy, it could take one person all of a sudden, boom, yeah. takes off like wildfire, and right. everybody's got it. Yeah, it was uh, Nick for you and I. Definitely, our freshman year of college or high, high school was uh, Umbro shorts. Everybody, I, you know, it's a so- well, it was a soccer thing, but like 
everybody had them. And I played soccer through middle school and then up until uh, 10th grade case. And uh, like if you had to wear the gym shorts, you were a loser. Uh, so <laughs> guess who wore the gym shorts and has two thumbs? This guy. <laughs> um, but yeah, the Umbros, you would aspire to that. And, and yeah, like the, the gotcha brand was hot for a while. OP, you know, like these weird things that um, uh, what was OP. the this, yeah, wow. Ocean, Ocean Pacific. Pacific. Yeah, so, I was so big into that. There were there were were there ocean was there an Ocean Pacific store because J Crew had its think, own line. I think there might have been. And then like malls. you see brands now like uh, what like Free People and and uh, sure. And and uh, American Eagle, right? Mm-hmm. Is that still mm-hmm. in existence? I think Free People's owned by isn't um, Urban, Urban Outfitters? Yeah. Yes, yeah. Urban's a Philly company, and so Urban has that umbrella that it has uh, Free People. It also has uh, Anthropology, and and um, so did American know, Eagle change names uh, or shorten it or something no, like? No, that? No, it's still American okay, Eagle. I'm thinking of they something else. They have like else. other stores under their brand now. Okay, uh, but these things sort of start to uh, there's an ebb and flow to it. They come back into yeah. style, and then. Uh, globs of people are clomping around in them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So wait, are these guys? Is J Crew going out of business, or are they're, they just de- they're filing for bankruptcy? So what that will mean for the future, I don't really know. Uh, again, I don't that, think it means they go out of business. Right. They may shift more of their stuff to online because a lot of a lot of the you know a lot of these stores are contending with that right now. Yeah. And uh, remember, we were talking leading up to this. We you know, remember the time before the pandemic when uh, they were trying to figure out malls how to make the experience more uh, inviting mm-hmm. and get people in there and and, and uh, provide these experiences that made the going out and shopping thing a thing that would appeal to this demo. And they were starting to get a handle on it, but this does not help. When going to, and I know how you know popular online shopping is, and I participated in it quite a bit. But when I go to the the Philadelphia premium outlets, which are near Limerick, in in when it's nice weather, the place is mobbed. Yeah, man. I mean, absolutely mobbed. The parking lot is jam full. So that globs that, of people, <laughs> they're clumping all over the place. <laughs> but they, uh, it seems from that standpoint that people still like to go out and <clears throat> and shop you're giving them a nice that's a nice uh, place to shop it's open air and there are things yeah. that, that make it fun yeah. is anybody fun. working in the king of prussia mall right now or in any i was malls? just wondering about that nick what must that mall yeah. be like right it's now gotta it's gotta be eerie such an expanse it's just gigantic it is always teeming with people well to that point if you've seen on social media there have been people who are like security guards or whatever at the various amusement parks there's been all sorts of videos of people walking around like like preston you you, you grabbed a picture one time of one of the rides of universal with the lights on yeah. so they had all the stuff is on and the lights are on like magic mountain and all of that right the lights are on and and it's you know there's it's mm. just there's nothing happening in it there's like uh, it, you think of that amusement park in Pripyat outside of Chernobyl, right? With nobody there, that's what it looks like. Right. It's just a bizarre, ghost townish sort of high tech look. It is a strange time, and it can make you feel a little bit down. Some people are feeling that way, but you know what? I saw this bit of information uh, that might help out a little bit to pep us up some. To pep you up? Would that pep us up some? Something you can do at home. All right. Uh, Johannes Naumann at University of Freiburg in Germany. Freiburg found a. F- <laughs> what song is it you all want to hear? Freiburg. Freiburg. <laughs> Uh, Newman found a small but significant amount of relief from depression symptoms in people who took afternoon baths (laughs) versus people who exercised instead. 
Oh. Meaning that exercise gives you a sense of, uh, you feel better about yourself, and it can help curb depression a tiny bit. Well, and apparently a bath is a little bit better than that even. So I'll do both. Well, I won't do a bath, but I'll do a shower. Yeah. When I'm done with my exercise, <laughs> I get in the shower, and there's a loof that fits so snugly between my thighs. But this is di- this is different than a shower. This is uh, it's, soaking. It's where the water's not moving. Right. This and is... you're in like a, a receptacle. Like a bathtub. That's right. Uh, so it was a small study, though. It wasn't very many, so don't take it it's for very small for Bible. Just 45 people, and about half of the participants were uh, taking antidepressant drugs during the study. The group and working out. was randomly divided, <laughs> randomly divided in two groups. One group was assigned to exercise twice a week, and the other uh, to instructed to bathe. Specifically, the bathers were told to go to a local spa. These are common and low-cost community spaces in Germany to soak up to 30 minutes in water. I don't want to bathe. That was about 104 degrees Fahrenheit. Post-soak, they were told to wrap up in blankets for another 20 minutes, get all snugly. <laughs> oh, my God, I feel so good. And after the first uh, couple of weeks of the experiment, some people continued going to the spa while others replicated the bath experience at home, and they found that... Yes, it worked. So. Okay, so at-home baths work as well? Yeah, yeah. So there was a time period where uh, where I had time on my hands, and I would work out and take a bath, not every day, but like I would use my bath um, a few times a week, so I probably was happiest mm, then. But I so think good. working out, you, you said it may help slightly with depression. Like yeah. I think working out and, and, and going, even if it's just like a walk or a run or something like that, I think it helps tremendously. I do it every day, and it and it, it definitely makes you feel good. But that shower afterwards is very refreshing. So it's a it's a good reset. And the standard and then I use the, the shower massager on my testicles. Yeah, yeah. What the a thrill! Steve. The standard bathtub is not big enough for a man, though, right? The standard bathtub? I mean, no, I, I, no, uh, uh-uh. not quite. Wait, there. So I want to tell this story. Um, <laughs> when we go to Jack Frost to do cardboard classic, uh, the rooms that we stay in have this amazing bath. Mm-hmm. Um, except for one year, I think it was the year that we got stuck up there in that blizzard. We sort, we got different rooms, and the bath was just a standard size. And yes. I remember texting Nick and being like, "Hey, do you want to grab a drink?" And he was like, "I'm going to take a bath." And I'm like, oh, "You got one of those rooms with the big bath?" And he was like, "No." no. I'm like, you're going to get in that little tiny bath? <laughs> and I did. <laughs> but that that room where we stay in the the willow willow brook or whatever that's called yeah those tubs in that room they're like, massive like they're hot tubs yeah they're a hot tub ever. so that's the thing casey the 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 tub shower combo yeah that's not the right size for Mm-mm. a man <laughs> but but like a standalone bathtub those yeah. are usually plenty of rooms for you to, to be able to soak completely you want them to be deep yeah and, yeah and, and, yeah. and the, the standard as you said that combo is not really a tub tub well then, press. I mean, are, do it's they like take a glob in, tub. <laughs> do they take into consideration hot tubs? I mean, because that's basically well, yeah. It says to go bag. to a spa. Oh, you know. So they, they said they go to a spa, which is common. Uh, I'm sure the public spas are open now. Low cost community spaces, no, but just for this yeah. study. It's saying, but you can you can replicate it at home by taking a bath. The idea is to raise the body temperature by two degrees. Previous research has found that depressed people often have flatter circadian rhythms. Of course, that's a normal sleep and awake cycles. They wake up every 17 years, right? You can No, that's, that's a cicada. cicada. Oh, <clears throat> different, sorry. yeah. Uh, you can identify these cycles by looking at body temperature. Normally, body temperature rises during the day and falls at night. The cooling off at night encourages the body to release melatonin, which helps us sleep. In depressed people, these natural rhythms can be delayed or less pronounced, just like get, getting uh, bright light in the morning seems to make circadian rhythms 
stronger, so does heating the body during the day. So that's why it's saying an afternoon nap, or not nap, an afternoon uh, bath that w- that's nice and hot will help you uh, hmm. sleep later on and make you feel better. I believe and a that. Less yeah. uh, for, for me, even again, just a hot shower is so refreshing. Yeah. So, have you guys it, ever? Go you ever done the thing at, uh, at Joseph Anthony? And they're, you know, it's a friend of the show and a, yeah. a uh, advertiser from time to time. Where you go in and get this, like totally being spoiled and pampered, but you get the massage and you get the treatment, and then you go in and in that salt room, Kathy, and they oh, wrap yeah. you in a robe and then put yeah, the blankets yeah. all over. So you. my my wife lives at oh Joseph Anthony. God. She loves it, and and she, that room and that that whole treatment. She comes home and it, it, it's she's like. Like on a complete high, it's just yeah. hi. It turns you into jelly. I yeah. wish I was married to you, Steve, because that like that that'd be really nice. Well, we could takes... work it out, Nick. Uh-huh. <laughs> Rochelle takes baths all the time. She she loves it going in. Does she? She zaps some salts and the whole deal. Yeah. yeah. You know what? You know what? I, I again, I've joked about it, but I'd love one of those full sit up tubs that the old people get. Hey, here's, you know, after you get your jazzy scooter. Here's a text that says, my girlfriend's been begging me to take a bath with her in a standard-sized bathtub. Oh, God. We crammed in it, literally pulled a hamstring and chipped a tooth. Oh, oh my, my God. God. <laughs> I'll tell you one thing I did during the quarantine is I cleaned my jacuzzi tub, like, it, like inside the jets, I did like a concoction all black of vinegar. Stuff come out. And, oh my god! Yep. Yeah, it, uh, but you know what? After it was all clean, I was like, "Oh, this feels good." Do you know that's probably Kathy from from using soap or shampoo? Soap. Yeah, yep. I did. Know, You're I, not somebody told me that. To do that. I yep. very wiry pubic hair. Oh yes. my god! <laughs> it's gummed yeah, up. It's kind of like floss. Oh my god! Why do they call it drawing a bath? Will you draw me a bath? Because in the old days, to to know how much water they wanted in, they would have to draw the level <laughs> on a sketch pad. That's it. it. All right, it's good. Yeah. Is that why? It's like when you draw the curtains, when you prepare, you know. Oh, okay. Draw or curtain. maybe you have to draw the water from a source. Mm. What, for example. And then fill it. Draw gobs of water. Yes. <laughs> and then clomp around pumped. in your tub. Do you ever draw a or supplied in some way that didn't simply re- rely on water pressure, Casey. So they had to draw the water from a source. There you go, Preston. You just right. knew that? I got it. I knew he, it. Yeah. And Nick knew that. Yes. Right. They would use a sketch pad. And draw the water. Draw me like one of your French, French baths. baths. Yes. Yes. You, one of those armless whores that you draw me like one of those. <laughs> hey, hey, Jack. Do I remind you of one of those appendage-free whores that you draw in France? Remember uh, that his sketch pad? He had all these sort of effed-up hookers that yes. he was drawing. Yeah. Well, he really liked effed-up hookers. He was an amp- He had an amputee thing. Man. Yeah, he was. Yeah. He was into that. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. And by the way, it was like 1917. I'm sure they weren't looking all that great either. How do you know? I don't know. That might have been the golden era for hookers. Mm-hmm. Uh, by the way, getting uh, uh, talking about spas and stuff like that. You guys don't like a sauna, right? Or do you? Um, so what? Does... I've never really seen the purpose of a sauna. You know, they're, they're really big in Scandinavia. When we go to um, Sweden, you can find the, the, the uh, um, saunas all over the place. At it's, the Herfelgerfel. It's <laughs> a thing. They, they, you go and you, and you sauna. And I've never really found it that appealing. So the thing that I was actually really looking into for a while was these, um, these infrared or these um, UV saunas where it's not steam but it uses um oh yeah yeah i I guess it looks like a french fry light or whatever it is but you you sweat in it and it's supposed to have all sorts of medicinal benefits to it okay uh and they rave about those the thing is they eat up a lot of room okay all right what are your thoughts on the and i don't think i could ever do one of these places uh like one of those turkish turds turds 
Turd sandwiches. Do you guys ever have one of those? Um, no, uh, Turkish or Russian bathhouses. It's just like the men, like just a bunch of oh, dude, hairy yeah. men hanging out. No, I, when when I my family and I we were members of the country club, and the sauna was that way. You went in, and it was a bunch of old <sighs> naked dudes sitting around sweating. Uh huh. With, with with I was like not down with that. Like old just man awkward. junk. Apparently, and I watched this, this show on Netflix called Ugly Delicious, and I believe it was the episode about steaks. And there is, a, like, it's a steakhouse in New York City, I think, where you basically, you kind of go hang out, you do this bathhouse thing, you hang out in the bath in a sauna with all these dudes, and then afterwards you communally sit around the table. Naked? And I don't think you're naked. I think you're wearing a towel, but then you eat a steak. No, 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 no. no. Wait, no. in the bath? In the spa, you eat. A, you 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 spa is there first. A, a dining room, and then then there's a dining room there as well. No, okay. not in the bath. Like it's a separate room. Yeah, I don't care. Yeah. I don't want to sit around with a bunch of dudes <laughs> in towels and eat steak. And it is like boys only, guys only. Wait, and the guys are still wearing their towels and stuff, and they're eating steak. Um, if my memory serves me correctly, <laughs> they are sitting around with their shirts off eating steak. Oh no! How is your steak, gentlemen? Yeah. It's very good. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't get it. No, it sounds like some sort of kinky thing. Uh but if you would like to change things up a little bit, a bath might be a good suggestion. If you've been in a funk, maybe try that today. Mm-hmm. Maybe for Cinco de Mayo. Mm-hmm. Drink your margarita in a hot draw a hot bath and then drink a margarita in the bath. That's actually a damn good idea. Uh, right there. Um, okay, so we do have some things coming up, and I want to go ahead and take a break right now because we are going to talk to uh, Dan Cummins. He's going to be uh, promoting a new stand-up special that he has out. We still have another chance at 500 bucks in MMR's Rock Refund. We don't want you to miss that. The next opportunity is at 10 o'clock. So make sure you stay close. Let's take a break. Come back in a second with that and more. We shall return shortly. While we wait... And wait for live concerts to return? MMR is raiding the video wing of the MM Archives to present MMR's Dream Stream Concert Series. The best up close and personal performances and interviews from the Preston and Steve Studio. Great song. It's a struts on 93.3 WMMR. Pierre presents from Ardmore Music Hall. Tell them the name of the song. Wish I knew you. If you didn't know. Studio 4F. Joining us in studio, Mr. Kenny Wayne Shepard. How you doing? Updated twice weekly at WMMR.com and stream directly to the best seat in the house, your couch. MMR's Dream Stream Concert Series. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Guys, I would like to introduce you to someone. Uh, this is Craig. Craig, this is the guys and the oh, gang. Say hi, Craig. Craig. How you doing, Craig? Good morning, everybody. How are you? Good. Good. Uh, good. How are you guys? Craig, we're wonderful. We understand you have an announcement to make. Would you like to make said announcement? I sure do. I just want five hundred dollars from WMMR. How about that, man? And what a professional announcement he did just he, now. He did a damn good job. Wonderful. Craig, that's uh yeah, that's uh, that's an easy five bills for you, my friend, just for listening to MMR and entering. Did you do the texting or did you enter through the app? How did you handle that? So I text today, but usually I handle it through the app. All right. All right. Either way, man, either way, it's a chance for you to win. We got five hundred bucks. Where are that's you right. from, Craig? 
I'm from Mount Holly, New Jersey. All right. Working today, or do you still? Yes, you, yes I am. What, yes. Do you, what do you do? Yes, I am. So I, uh, I'm a, a maintenance worker at a local high school. Okay. All right. Staying busy, even though uh, school's out, right? That's right. Keeping things all together. So if the kids ever do come back at some point in time this year. All right. We'll be ready for him. All right, hang in there, man. Excellent, pal. Well, listen, thank you so much for listening to MMR. And as a, uh, a thank you, we are sending you $500. Congratulations, bud. Thank you, guys. You guys rock so much. I, I appreciate what you guys do. All right, thanks, man. Craig. Yeah! Man. Next chance to win in roughly an hour. We'll do it at 10 o'clock. It's almost exactly an hour from now. So do not miss that because we do it through the week. You know, the work week, Friday, and then we come back on Monday, and then that is the last one. So just giving you a heads up for MMR's Rockery Fun. Uh, we got a guest on the line. He's a friend of the show. He's uh, been on the program a number of times, and he has a new special, which is out. It is his third special, from what I understand. And you'll be able to watch it on a number of different platforms, Amazon Prime, uh, Apple TV, Google Play, DirecTV, YouTube, uh, all this stuff. Every freaking thing. Please, and by the way, it is called Get Out of Here, Devil. <laughs> Please welcome Dan Cummins. Yeah. To the show. Good morning, Dan. Morning. How are you guys doing? We're doing well, man. We're, you know, we're still coming to work every day, so routines are kind of the same for us. You, uh, Good. you finding new ways to pass the time with the, the quarantine and all? Uh, yeah, you know, you know, I'm lucky where uh, the podcast, uh, we're, we'll keep doing that. So, so I keep going in every day too. You know, obviously not touring, but uh, doing that and doing a lot of doing a lot of hiking where I live in Idaho. So that's that's fun. Just all kinds of trails around me that I had no idea were there. Oh, so that's, that's trying to get out get outside a little bit. So there's been there's been a little bit of a shift, but not a quantum shift. I mean that, that it's it's kind of I I, I feel. In my world, my wife is very social and goes out and goes to restaurants a lot and so on and so forth. I'm more of a homebody, so it hasn't impacted me. It's impact, impacted her a lot. Um, so, yeah. you know, but for you, you know, there's a little bit of a shift. And in a way, you, you feel guilty because, you know, this is it, – it, it, I, I don't think I'm sensing it as much as other people are. Do you feel that as well? Right. Yeah, definitely here in, like, Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. Like, you know, like I got comic buddies in New York and L.A. And, you know, their their life is totally different. Whereas my life, it's like, ah, oh, that, that restaurant I go to once a month, I guess I'll just drink at home now. You know, <laughs> right. Like, yeah. Right. Well, you know, it, 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 talk about timing, though. I mean, not that it's just happenstance, but that your special's out now is good because, yeah. people, I mean, the, the amount of content that is being consumed, I mean, when you oh, have yeah. things like uh, Tiger King, you know, becoming <laughs> pop, pop culture lore now, uh, to, to be in, a, in an atmosphere where people are looking for anything, it, you're actually in a, in a prime position to have this special really received warmly yeah i think so it's been nice you know the feedback's been good and uh i i think the special you know it's weird but like it wasn't taped that long ago but it was taped before everything you know shifted and so it's it's a nice like oh yeah that's how things were you know just a few months ago we'll get back there and so you know just a, nice to see people gathered in the same building and laughing at the same stuff yeah it's funny if you watch shows for example and uh, we've talked about this on america's funniest home videos when they show the the host uh, come in and start high fiving everybody, they immediately throw up a graphic that says, he "Filmed in early February." You know, record. <laughs> so, like, oh my god, he's just reckless. So, uh, yeah. yeah. But in that context, I personally, I love to see things like that. I know people do because you're right. We will get back to it. And uh, so, yep. well, let's ask what it, it, thematically. Get out of here, devil. What What are you addressing? What are you taking on in this special? 
Well, I I, uh, I talk about, you know, my family and stuff, which I do a little bit on every album, you know, just kind of uh, catch people up with what's going on with, you know, my kids and yeah. me. And there's definitely some parenting stuff in there. And then there's uh, uh, a, a good chunk in there about conspiracies, which I think just kind of timed out well. <laughs> yeah, I, I love I, I love so you do it the, the Time Suck podcast, and we we've talked about some of the stuff that you're you're um, that you're into, and you you kind of there, there's an overlap of the stuff that we talk about. I did mention the Tiger yeah. King, uh, 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 that whole thing on Netflix. Did did that fall into your wheelhouse a little bit? <laughs> you know the Tiger King. You know, yeah, that was that came out. You know, after you know, uh, you know, we recorded and stuff, but. It's, it's, more, it's more like what I was thinking is, oh, we talk about like people who believe in the lizard Illuminati. Like, <laughs> I talk about that in the special, and, right? You know, people that believe in these like you know flat Earth and these kind of things. And now, like in the in the last few months, uh, conspiracies have gotten even more you know traction online because the world is so weird now. Yeah. That now things you know like uh, you know drinking bleach that right. cures all diseases and 5G is going to kill us all. You know that stuff is getting more followers, and so my special kind of. I think tries to point out that, you know, I'll believe in some conspiracies, but you, you go so far out there. It's like, how does this work again? Well, like, why, why do you believe this? Yeah, yeah I used to I used to joke about it, you know, where you, you pick your things that you believe and, you, you know, like uh, yeah, yeah, Bigfoot, but Loch Ness Monster. Come on. So uh, but <laughs> but you do you do break off into the cult stuff, which I find yeah. we find really interesting. Uh, that's a perennial. Yeah. And I think when you've been in here, we've talked about that. There's something about cults, usually headed by some some sort of charismatic lunatic. And it's yeah. um, I'm seeing here on a recent episode, you talked about the Children of the Thunder cult. I'm not familiar oh, with this. It was that that is one of the weirdest stories. I've read a lot of weird stories, and that is one of the weirdest. Where that was uh, a very kind of pathetic cult. He, he never had more than a couple members, but it's just such a weird story. Where this this guy, this you know, out in the Bay Area, in Central California, raised very devout Mormon. He was super straight arrow. Him and his brother, you know, didn't drink, didn't curse, didn't have sex. Goes on his Mormon mission down to Brazil, and the Brazilian ladies really got his attention. And he, but he didn't, you know, uh, indulge. And then he comes back home, and he just slowly starts going crazy. And he and he comes up with this plan where he's going to take over the Mormon Church by kidnapping Brazilian orphans, training them to be assassins, and have them kill the leadership, and then he'll step <laughs> in. And, and he came up with this plan by doing a lot of meth. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. So that was the catalyst that made him see right. the light. Right, and then he just, like, but he stuck to it for years, and he had these crazy escort plans where he was going to raise money for this. By wow. Escort service. And he came up with business cards for his escort service, and he he came out with a questionnaire. He would actually give women a question. He was going to do this crazy. He was going to be a very benevolent pimp. He was going to have a, a point system. He was going to have what? Got, for every for every dollar you brought into him, you got one point. And once you got to thirty five hundred points, you got health care, you got dental, you got vision, you got a, a retirement option. I mean, it was a pretty good plan, really. I, I did the math, and I figured, <laughs> the numbers the numbers out. worked out. Mm -hmm. I figured out how many dudes you had to go down on to kind of get get dental care, and it was like it was like seventy five dudes. So it was really. Well, listen, dent dental care. I mean, besides outside regular cleanings and stuff like that, but crowns and stuff like that are expensive. So right. right. I mean, so, you know, I feel like yeah, he, he, he was he generous.
Well, well let me, you know, so, uh, there was a special we were talking about recently. Uh, did you address at all the, the Nexium cult? Because that that's so out of left field, with, especially since you had some of the cast members of the show Smallville involved in right. that. And and this and the the branding of women it still boggles my mind. Did you go, did you get into it uh, on your podcast? No, I haven't done that one. But that's one I'm, I'm actually literally writing that down because cults are some of my favorites, and I forgot about that one. And now I'm remembering, and uh, no, we got to do that one. But, you know, the women's. I mean, most of the these cults, whether they come from New Age or from you know fundamentalist Christianity, wherever they kind of branched out from. They almost always go to some dude wants to screw a bunch of women. Yeah, and it like, always yes. it's always at the core of that concubines. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> that was why that, that was why I have a soft spot for Heaven's Gate. Uh, <laughs> there was nothing going on there. No, it You're was right. it was based on a comet. It was it was Hale Bob, right? Yeah, and in yeah, fact, they, they yep. were supposed to be somewhat ambiguous and ab- abstentatious it, as well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It was the most sexual doomsday cult that I can think of where almost all of the other ones that you can think of all center around some dude and, and there's always like it never starts off with he gets to sleep with all the women there's always like a weird pivot point yeah. yes you know? yes yeah. and, and, and in that case if you remember there were the only at least the only cult in my mind that had a corporate affiliation with Nike <laughs> because that was the <laughs> Right, mm-hmm. those were the shoes wear. they had to wear mm-hmm. when uh, they 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 took their uh, the, the, the mass suicide. There, they were all wearing yep. Nike sneakers, mm-hmm. matching tracksuits. They all have the quarters in their pocket. You know, they got to pay the bus fare. <laughs> now, Dan, yeah. with with this material out here, and and going back to like the conspiracy theorists and flat Earth and the lizard Illuminati yeah. and all these things. So these people that that are diehard about this, I mean, it's you know they're they're convinced, they're flat out convinced. Oh yeah. And you have this material out there; they got to be reaching out to you. Some people, I would imagine, right? Oh yeah, we, we you know I fire people up about that. Where you know we get we get the occasional emails, and it comes in little spurts and stuff. Where you know people are angry or think I'm part of the problem. I mean, I mean, I imagine it'll, it'll come out there more. I actually, I'm such a weirdo. I got an Illuminati tattoo. I got an Illuminati tattoo just partly like on my arm to just fuel the the flame. <laughs> <laughs> now, do, do they consider you friend or foe most often? Do they what? Do they consider you friend or foe? Or is there is there an even split? Oh, because you, you you are bringing you're bringing light to a lot of these things. Yeah, but the, but the way I look at them, you know, we, I mean, we had early when we started going on some of the conspiracies. Uh, I don't remember how many episodes in. I definitely had some early listeners who were. They believed in this stuff, and and uh, when I went hard on it, we definitely you know lost those kind of listeners. Okay. And, uh, I'm, I'm definitely foe because, I mean, <laughs> on, on those extreme conspiracies, you are either uh, a firm believer or you're part of the problem. And and I and I just always go back to like the motivation. Like I, I believe that powerful people are exploiting others to make a lot of money because that's what's always happened. Right. You know, it's like, but but then they just take it to this weird thing, like, uh, well, like the the bleach, the people who think you can drink bleach to cure diseases, that's been around for years. That wasn't like a COVID nineteen thing. That belief, it's a this stuff called miracle mineral solution. Oh, and it's this bleach bleach water that people will drink to tr- that think that they can cure stuff, and it you know it either hurts or kills them when they drink it. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, what what, what what's because, the what's the stuff that turns people blue? That is the um um. The, it's, it's uh, silver. It's uh, got uh, silver, silver nitrate. Not, right, silver nitrate. It might be. It's yep. lethal. And yeah. uh, 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 Jim Baker. Uh, uh, he was. Uh, yes, yeah, colloidal silver. That's it. He was peddling it, and and the the main proponent of it turned blue and died. And yet people still go, okay. <laughs> right, right. But they always go with 
this angle of it's you know it's it's big pharma is trying to you know uh, keep this from you, and if people found out, you know they'd lose so much money. But for that conspiracy to work, that means every single medical person in the entire world that hasn't come out against it has to be in on the conspiracy. Yeah. Millions of doctors, millions of nurses who are all like, shh, 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 we got to stay quiet. <laughs> and you can never keep it quiet. Yeah. Uh, I, I think what happens more often than not, Dan, is is they they might eventually realize that they were wrong, but they have this thing called pride, and they will <laughs> never admit yeah. that they were wrong. And you know what? Maybe I'll just keep saying that I was right. I'm not going to drink a full glass of it. <laughs> just a little. <laughs> just a shot glass. <laughs> I'm not crazy. But again, that that goes into the conspiracy mindset, and it's always the oh, case. Yeah. If, you, if you are... If you question it, you're just part of the conspiracy. Mm-hmm. That's the, the deal. So, yep. yeah. It's, it's always yep. the way it works. If you're educated, that's what uh, scares me. They, they, a lot of them have gone to this place where... Um, if you say like, well, how you know, how would all these scientists, you know, be against it? These are some of the smartest people in the world, and they'll be like, no, they're, no, they're not. They're the most brainwashed. They think anybody who has uh, the more education you have, the dumber you are, because you've bought into a fake system. Right. They flip that script, and so like they, they they take pride in not having formal education because they're not brainwashed. They, right. they saw the they saw the truth. And they bounce before they got brainwashed. Right, right, exactly. Oh, my God. Uh, if you're just tuning in, some people are asking. It's uh, Dan Cummins who's on the line, and uh, his podcast is called Time Suck, if you're interested in that. And uh, the new special is called uh, Get Out of Here, Devil. Do you have a do you have a favorite of the conspiracy theory of the the theories uh, that are that are fun to to go on as material? Because Flat Earth is just hilarious to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Flat Earth is a. Uh... Oh, my favorite flat earth thing I heard was there was a documentary called uh, Behind the Curve where they interviewed all these flat earthers and talked to them. And this one guy, they said, like, well, what if we what if they took you up into space? Like you got to go in the space shuttle. You go up into the space. You're looking down on the earth. You can see for sure with your own eyes that it's round. Would you believe it's round then? And he said, absolutely not. He said, if that, if that happened to me. I would know that I wasn't in space, but that I was in a laboratory where they had they had drugged me and they had yes. played with my brain to make me yes. think I was seeing it. Oh it's unbelievable. Oh, it's, it's such a playlist, oh, yeah, you know. Oh my goodness! But, and you can point up at stuff in the sky and say, "Well, the moon is round." <laughs> but so, but there, but there isn't the perception that what you're looking at is the is the is the top of a disc. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's all kinds of beliefs uh, in it, where the, but that they basically it's like a like a baby's mobile that hangs over the crib. That's, oh. what, that's what the sun and the moon and the planets and everything are. They're just little tiny balls up there, kind of spinning around, and they mm. and they look bigger, you know, but they're actually not very far. Well, up where's there. where's the little nursery rhyme music that should accompany yeah. it as, as it's moving? spinning around? <laughs> all right, well, what I'm really confused about is what's the reasoning behind the lie? Why why are they lying about the Earth being flat? Oh yeah, it's because that that goes back to the Illuminati. Because uh, it's so NASA, uh, it, it, you know, they, they faked the moon landing. That was part of this conspiracy. NASA, all that stuff is fake. And now all the all the money that's been given to NASA is actually just being given right to the Illuminati because NASA NASA is not real. NASA is basically a big warehouse of guys who are really good at Photoshop. Ah. Just, <laughs> well, you know, there, it's there, a hobby. There was the connection. <laughs> Kubrick was uh, accused of providing footage to NASA to fake the moon landing. And and that was right. yeah. So when when all that was happening, you remember uh, two thousand one, a space odyssey came out in I believe it was nine. 
was it 1968? Okay. Yeah, so it would have been a, a year before right the... Uh, right, so they, all that footage was available. They could fake it and so on and so forth. Listen, it, it, it's it's um, it, it's it's a crazy thing, but it's it's perpetually fascinating, like the cults, oh like these like these things, and and there's just and and how deep it goes, and sometimes oh, yeah. for just the the most insignificant things, but it, in a lot of ways, I think a lot of times, if someone's not doing any harm with it, and it's their own their own world that they live in, that's fine, sure. but it's yeah. um. The, the, it, it'll it'll drive. It'll be like a, like a lifetime commitment to these things, and uh, that's where yep. it's, it just you know it it, it it just pushes the boundaries. It's amazing. Oh, yeah, people become obsessed, and then they you know they just uh, yeah they kind of throw away their lives just trying to dig to the bottom of these conspiracies that don't even exist. It's just such a kind of tragic waste of time. I mean, listen, I, I I bought in for for years to the you know the the Kennedy assassination, and and you know there was there were strong cases made. Oliver Stone's movie, compelling case. And then when they took it and they actually broke it down, and I, I did my due diligence. I did, you know, I spent a lot of time reading and, and uh, you know, and all that stuff. And, and, and it turns out, you know, yeah, Oswald was a pretty good shot. <laughs> he really was. In fact, he was a, he was a Marine sharpshooter. And, uh, yeah, he, he could have. So all of that stuff um, starts, to, starts to come into focus. But, uh, you know, this is, it, it's, this is all part of pop culture. What, what's the newest thing that's caught your fancy? Uh, as far as like newest conspiracy, uh, we haven't talked about it on Time Suck, but we do a, a, a subscription version of the show called The Secret Suck, and we've talked a little bit about there. The Secret Suck. The 5G conspiracy. Yeah. Uh, that, that it's going to, you know, fry all of our brains, and it's just part of this Illuminati plot to uh, exterminate the population. And, and there's been a variety of those. It's, it's like the new chemtrails. Mm, right. You know, for, okay. a while, for a while, it was chemtrails was poisonous, and then now it's 5G is going to poison us. <laughs> so, and that one just that one kills me because the Earth keeps getting more populated. So if the Illuminati is trying to exterminate us, they're really bad at this. <laughs> yeah, they're doing so. The so thing. Dan, have you even just for a second entertained the notion that eventually, like you're 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 in your eighties, you're called yeah. into a large room with torches on the wall, and yeah. there's the friggin' Illuminati, <laughs> and they have their chemtrail programs and all that stuff. <laughs> and it, <laughs> And it turns out it's real. How would, would you react? Die, I would die laughing. I would die laughing. That would be the greatest, actually. I, I, I would love it. If I get pulled into a room and a bunch of people just take off their robes and it's like, you know, various political leaders that are actual lizards. And they talk about their lizards. And I'm like, really? Lizard people is a big... Oh, yeah, the lizard. I totally forgot about that. The lizard people. Yeah. We had, uh, Steve and I received an award from uh, the Masons uh, here in Philadelphia. Oh, yeah. And we went for this great ceremony and everything. And they, so showed cool. us, they showed us around the building and everything. And every time we would go into a room, they were like, well, you know, we could tell you about it, but we'd have to kill you. You know, and <laughs> they they totally get the joke. Yeah. And, the whole, and they're like, yep. it's obnoxious. We're a charity organization. <laughs> we just help people yep. out. But we find this stuff hilarious as well, you know. Well, that's where most conspiracies uh, come from is, you know, uh, secret groups like a lot of the government conspiracies, a lot of the, uh, you know, the Freemason, the Knights Templar, the Da Vinci Code, Priory of Sign, all that kind of stuff is whenever you have or like Bohemian Grove or the Bilderbergers out in Europe, whenever you have a group who says you don't get to know what we're doing here. And, And then and especially if you add powerful people to that group. Then, for a certain you know part of the population, their mind goes immediately to they must be doing evil stuff. Yep. And and for whatever reason, it generally 
uh, leads to satanic pedophile rings. I don't ah. know why it goes there so often. Okay. But whatever these groups are hiding, it's like, well, they're obviously worshiping the devil and diddling kids. That's why they're rich. <laughs> and then if that's you, why they got rich. If you throw on robes and a and a and a, a ring, a perfunctory ring, then you know you're in deep ass. Right, that, right. That's all part of the deal. It's all the accoutrement of uh, of uh, this stuff. But yeah, you know why it, it goes to pedophile rings is because people uh, universally hate pedophiles, so okay. they are they're an easy okay. target, and they're they're always the villain. Mm. Yeah, it, yeah it, that, it, makes, that makes sense. They're like the most evil. They're like people like oh, if we're, we're going to think about what's the most evil thing you could do, yep. it'd be start a, start a ring with your friends to you know sexually abuse and then kill kids. Yeah, that that would, it would be everybody. It, everybody hates that. Right? Yeah, yeah. Right. it'd be hard to get Let's good go PR that. for that group. <laughs> right. Well, well, hear them out. <laughs> oh my God! Wow. All right. Well, listen, Dan. We're we're on board. We love this stuff. You're a great guy. We love it anytime you're here for a visit. And I just want everybody to know that the new special is out. It's called "Get Out of Here, Devil." <laughs> And you can find it on you can get it on Comcast on Amazon Prime, Spectrum, Apple TV, Google Play. It's it's on everything. YouTube as well. Case yep. you want to mention something? No, I, I just wanted to mention that Dan is a, uh, a, a big uh, time supporter of our friend Pat House. Pat House uh, has, yeah. uh, has has opened for Dan all over the country. So I uh, just wanted to let you know that Pat's doing well. He's working over at uh, Anthony's Restaurant, delivering some uh, great pasta dinners right now. Dan. <laughs> yep. Yep. We were talking the other day. He's a uh... He's uh, he's loving it. He's staying busy. He's getting out right. of the house, and uh, yeah, Pat's a great dude. And you guys have a great show, man. I, Thanks. I love, I love uh, being able to you know at least call in. We yeah. appreciate him anytime. All right, Dan, take care of yourself. We'll talk to you soon. Okay. Thank you guys so much. All right, All right. Dan, come yeah! He's awesome. By the way, I got to listen to this text. It says my daughter is eighteen, and I saw a couple of texts come up like this, and believes that birds are not real. Mm-hmm. <laughs> She believes they are satellites listening to what we are saying oh and God. that they are sitting on the wires because they're charging. Oh, my God. <laughs> and, then they, and then they say, she's bad crazy. Well, yeah. Might want to talk to a professional about that. I, so I are there multiple? I saw, let me, let me see what other ones here. I heard, get this. I heard that when birds turn their head to the side, uh-huh. they're listening for worms. Uh, <laughs> wait, there was somebody that said. Um... Where did I hear that? Wait a minute. There was another one about birds here. Talking yeah. about birds being drones. Yeah, I I've seen that. Bird, birds aren't real. They are government surveillance drones. Well, drones are drones. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah drones yeah. are drones. And birds are well, birds. Listen, birds are birds. And apparently the, the drones have been flying into my basketball backboard. Oh, no, really? Dying right on the... Uh, yeah, uh, Why do birds fly into your basketball? It's clear. So they probably think they're just... Doo, 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 doo. Ah! <laughs> Boom, and then they hit. Jesus yeah, Christ. Like one flew into my uh, back sliding glass door. Yeah. 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 They'll, they'll they'll fly into the glass. La-dee, 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 glass! Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, and I checked that bird, and that was a real bird. It was a real bird? Yeah, it wasn't a drone. Well, I haven't got a drone yet. No, when you say check, did you just pick it up and look at it, or did you open it up? Oh, you know what? I should have opened it up. <laughs> Rip the head it's off. Like, it's like Bubo from uh, Clash of the Titans. Right. right. Exactly. So uh, go hunting sometime. You'll find out birds are real. You can eat them, too, later on if you want yeah, to. Yeah, just spit does. out the transistors. Yeah, I mean, exactly, because that's the tracker that follows you. <laughs> really, they're just, they are biological robots, you know. Oh, just, they're yeah. biological. Biological robots. I didn't know this. I guess it's like. I'd never what, heard of it. What are they called? The Visco girls? Do they, are, they, are they the ones that believe <laughs> into the, uh, that's they why this is the sound of birds taking pictures of the birds are down. 
drones. Hey, um, do you mind if I take a little distract or uh, uh, walk down memory lane? A detour. Oh, all right. Uh, for a moment, and I break up my pipe and become the historian for just oh. a moment, uh, like a, like a, a little historian et. Well, uh, it is Cinco de Mayo. Okay. And I thought maybe we might want to, uh, and this is what it sounded like with a pipe in my mouth. We might want to find out why Cinco de Mayo is a day that is recognized by some people. Today, a very timely historian, hmm. as we peel back the curtain on the origins of Cinco de Mayo. It is the holiday that celebrates the date of the Mexican Army's May 5th, 1862 victory over France. This has been the historian. <laughs> <laughs> and now we'll move on to... Arnold Ziffel from the television show was Green Acres. <laughs> I guess that's really all you need to know. Yeah, yeah, no, that was like what's There's the fourth of July you need to know? It's the best history class ever. It was called the Battle at Puebla during the Franco-American, the Franco-Mexican, the Franco-American. They're the ones that make SpaghettiOs. Yes. Mexican spaghetti. They were led by Chef Boyard, Boyardee. Yes. Oh. The Boyardee family. <laughs> Franco-Mexican War, not the Franco-American War. Oh, that would be awesome. The Franco-American. Uh-oh. just throwing SpaghettiOs at yeah. each other. <laughs> the war began with the ragouts. <laughs> The Franco-Mexican War. The day I which love falls. Franco-American. By the way, the, today is a Tuesday. I want to point out it is Taco Tuesday on Cinco de Mayo. Oh, that's true. However, we're having our ta- I we're having our Taco Tuesday on um, Friday because my wife is doing the Zoom thing with her friends tonight. So okay. okay. Well, I'm sure that everyone is happy to know yeah. <laughs> they'll all switch their their plans. While it is a relatively minor holiday in Mexico, in the United States, Cinco de Mayo has evolved into a commemoration of Mexican culture and heritage, particularly in areas with large Mexican-American populations. Now, because of Mexico. Cinco de Mayo is not Mexican Independence Day. Some people believe that. Uh, I was in Mexico. I was in Mexico for Cinco de Mayo. It was like just another average day. Right. So instead, this commemorates a single battle. In 1861, Benito Juarez, a lawyer and member of the indigenous uh, Zapotec tribe, Zapotec tribe, was elected president of Mexico. At the time, the country was in financial ruin after years of international strife, and the new president was forced to default on debt payments to Europe, European governments. In response, France, Britain, and Spain sent naval forces to Veracruz, Mexico, demanding repayment. Britain and Spain negotiated with Mexico and withdrew their forces. France, however, ruled by Napoleon III, decided to use the opportunity to carve an empire out of Mexican territory. In late 1861, a well-armed French fleet stormed Veracruz, landing a large force of troops and and driving President Juarez and his government into retreat. Certain that the success would come swiftly, 6,000 French troops under General Charles Letrier of Lorenz sent out to attack Puebla de Los Angeles, a small town in East Central, Mex- Central Mexico. From his headquarters in the north, Juarez, the president, rounded up a ragtag force of 2,000 loyal men, many right. of them just indigenous Mexicans of mixed ancestry, and sent them to Puebla. Uh, the vastly outnumbered and poorly supplied Mexicans, led by Texas-born General uh, Ignacio Zaragoza, 
fortified the town and prepared for the French assault. And on May 5th, 1862, Lawrence gathered his army, supported by heavy artillery, before the city of Puebla and led an assault. The battle lasted from daybreak to early evening. It was fairly quick. Yeah. And, and they broke for lunch. And when the French finally retreated, they had lost nearly 500 soldiers. Fewer than 100 Mexicans had been killed in the clash. So it was a resounding victory. They for were, this ragtag group of people. They were yeah. way outnumbered. Right. They were outtrained. And they managed to hold and, and uh, fight them back. So that's... Pretty. That's a pretty big deal, man. Did they hold up in the bibliotheque? <laughs> I don't know. Although not a major strategic win in the overall war against the French, uh, Zaragoza's success at the Battle of Puebla on May 5th represented a great symbolic victory for the Mexican government and bolstered the resistance movement. So we won. Uh, it was a uh, it was a big deal that they were able to to drive them back. So, so you're so. saying, Kathy, in Mexico itself, it was not uh, not treated as something. Nope, we were in Cancun, and it was just like an average day. We even asked about it, and they were kind of like, yeah, yeah, it's Cinco de Mayo. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I, I wonder if there's any day like that here that's, uh, so, no, there wouldn't be. But that somebody, another country celebrates. Yeah, celebrates, and we go, eh, you can yeah. have, you can have that one. Yeah, so, anyway, <laughs> oh. I thought it would be important just to pass along the Sure, you got to know the information. Of that. This has been the historian. <laughs> Thank you. All right, so the pipe goes in, the knowledge comes out. <laughs> there is one particular American holiday in America that is the biggest day, and it might be Thanksgiving. It is the biggest day for, like, Chinese weddings, and it might actually be Thanksgiving. Because of the fact that the, the halls mm-hmm. are available? Yeah, because the halls are available. and Okay. You know, do you mean Chinese people living in America? Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Chinese, not, not in China. Chinese Americans, okay, like Franco Americans, <laughs> like a lot like Franco, <laughs> like Franco Americans. Yeah, you're right, Casey. I just looked it up, and it's uh, for Chinese Americans. Uh, Thanksgiving is the biggest day for wedding receptions wow. in the United States. So, okay. any immigrants and immigrant families that are living here, thanks, and it makes sense. It's a perfect day for them to do it. Okay, all right, interesting. Now, you want to hear about Arnold Ziffel? Yes. Yeah. Okay. And now. The story of Arnold Ziffel from the historian. Uh, we recently started a chat about Arnold Ziffel. A lot of people don't remember Arnold Ziffel. We we were talking about Green Acres. Eb, uh, one of the characters, the actor, passed away. He was the last of the of the ca- the cast to die. Clump Dilworth was his name. And uh, we got to talk about uh, the pig, Arnold Ziffel, and it's actually. Pretty fascinating. His first appearance was in the second season of Petticoat Junction, actually. I used to watch Petticoat Junction because it was uh, three sisters and they were very hot. Yep. And the episode was called A Matter of Communication. Now, the humor, and this, I love this description of Arnold Ziffel. For those who don't know, Arnold was a pig on the show, but Arnold was like a family member. And could communicate. People could understand Arnold as if he was speaking English, and- but he was just... Grunting. And in fact, so here, here's the way it's described in Wikipedia. The humor that surrounds the character of Arnold comes from his human-like abilities and lifestyle <laughs> and from the way the people of Hooterville insist on thinking of him as a fellow human. They invite him to town meetings. <laughs> they play checkers with him and lose. And they speak mm-hmm. English to him and can understand him when he speaks with pig squeals and grunts. New resident Oliver Douglas... Mm-hmm. Is the lone holdout. He tries to explain to people that Arnold is just a pig, but no one will listen to him. On the contrary, 
They are suspicious of Oliver because of his inability to communicate with Arnold. This dynamic is part of the larger theme of Green Acres, that Oliver's sense of logic is meaningless in the Hooterville universe. Because that's what makes the show so goddamn awesome. And, and, and it's hilarious. And, that, and Hooterville is actually this abstract. It's not... There's all sorts of stuff that could not happen in real life. Yes. It happens in this Hooterville. And and Hooterville is just a podunk farm town. And that's what makes the the concept of the show so damn funny. Yeah. So Green Acres is now airing every night at, what, 9.30 on MeTV? MeTV. I got to make that regular uh, viewing for my... There was Green Acres. There was Petticoat Junction. It didn't have the same sensibility, the same sense of humor. It was a little bit different. Uh, There was the Andy Griffith Show. There was Mayberry RFD. There was Gomer Pyle. All of those were, uh, what, what are they, the CBS, they refer to it as like, rural comedies. Yeah, rural comedies. Yeah. And they were huge. And the Beverly Hillbillies, too. Yep. Uh, so let me read just a little bit more. It says, Arnold can do pretty much anything a human can. He can write his name. He can change channels on the television. He watches the CBS Evening News with Walter Cronkite <laughs> to keep up on issues. He signs check and can adjust the TV antenna. And he is the smartest student at the local grade school. He carries his lunchbox in his mouth, often plays practical jokes on the other students. He's also artistically talented. He is working on a novel. He plays the piano, and he is an accomplished abstract painter dubbed Porky Picasso, (laughs) whose piece titled Nude at a Filling Station wins first prize out of 2,000 entries in a student contest. He even works as a paper uh, pig delivering newspapers, although he has a bad habit of throwing copies so hard and so badly aimed, sometimes he breaks windows. I remember that. He's also very lucky. He wins a trip to Hawaii in one episode and a trip to Hollywood in another. After a Hollywood screen test, he's cast in a role originally intended for a horse. But after the horse, implied to be Mr. Ed, explains to Arnold that he needs the job to send his son to Stanford. Arnold's deliberate bad behavior leads to him being fired and the horse getting his job back. Back. Uh, now, at one point, Arnold falls in love with Mr. Haney's prized basset hound named Cynthia, but in a scene full of pig grunts and dog barks, subtitles expand as they realize their love can never be. Mr. Haney threatens to sue Arnold's father, Fred Ziffel, claiming that Arnold has ruined Cynthia for dog shows since she has begun to grunt like a pig as well. Okay. Uh, it's awesome. Mr. Ed could only be, he could only talk to his owner, right? To Wilbur. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, he... Oh, really? No, he could, he would get on the phone and talk to okay. people. Okay. Yeah, he he was... Uh, but, and, like, face-to-face, he would only talk to Wilbur, right? Uh, I believe that was the okay. case. He couldn't right. dial the phone, though, could he? He did. Yeah, he, with his big horse nose. Yeah, he would use his, yeah. his lip or whatever. Really? Yeah. 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 So, here's the story about the pig behind Arnold, the actual real-life pig. It was actually a dwarf, right? Uh, no, Arnold's <laughs> trainer was a guy named Frank Ann, who trained virtually all of the animals seen in the rural television comedies of the time period, huh. uh, including Petticoat Junction, Beverly Hillbillies. Uh, and remember, Beverly Hillbillies had tons of critters. Oh, the critters. Ellie Mae's critters. A lot of people don't remember this. Uh, Frank said that he had to use delicate psychology to train his pigs. Unlike other animals, he explained... Which meant a baseball bat. A trainer can never force a pig to do anything or reprimand them, or else they will come to dislike the trainer and will not perform for them or even take food from them. Divas. Arnold won three Patsy Awards uh, for In, the guy, during the 1960s. Arnold was actually, uh, uh, Nick, um, I remember you saying it was the same pig. Uh, It was not. Arnold was actually played by a piglet, and since piglets can quickly grow into adult pigs, at least one piglet per year had to be trained for the role of Arnold. 
during the six years that the show was in That's production. why fans of the series could buy Arnold bacon at the end of each year. <laughs> In most episodes, Arnold was played by a female piglet. The piglet was paid $250 a day and had a union contract. Arnold received a great deal of fan mail from children as well as adults. A class of sixth graders from Ohio wrote with a pledge to stop eating pork chops. There you go. Uh, one of Arnold's, uh, one of the Arnolds w- is buried with the guy Frank in at Forest Lawn uh, Memorial Park in Hollywood. In what position? Oh, that's not 69, is it? That I don't know. That'd be horrific. Mm -hmm. Uh, What did you do? By the way, a popular urban legend circulated during the era of the show's uh, greatest popularity to the effect uh, that the cast and crew of Green Acres butchered and then ate Arnold. No. The story is false. However, it has persisted long after Green Acres went off the air. Moreover, as noted, uh, more than one Arnold was used. They butchered and ate Mr. Haney. But here's a couple of references in the 1994 film Pulp Fiction. The character Jules, played by Samuel L. Jackson, refers to Arnold saying a pig would have to be ten times more charming than Arnold for him to cease considering it a filthy animal. In uh, the 1990 film theatrical film Gordy, it was originally conceived in the early 1970s by Green Acres creator Jay Summers and writer Dick Chevalier as a vehicle for the Arnold Ziffel character. Both were given writing credit for the film, although Summers had died some ten years before the release. Do you think? Do you think? God, besides me, TV, I don't even know where you would see this stuff at all anymore. And then the last thing, the band Anthrax dedicated their cover of Black Sabbath, Sabbath Bloody Sabbath. To Arnold Ziffel on their <laughs> I'm the Man EP. That's wild. So those are some notes in uh, pop culture of <laughs> Arnold Ziffel. This has been the intricate story of Arnold Ziffel, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the pig from Green Acres. That is correct, Phil. We've studied uh, a famous battle yes. and a famous pig. So <laughs> brought them together. No, not that we consider them on a par. No. <laughs> the battle that created the observation of Cinco de Mayo and the career of Z- Arnold Ziffel. It's just how wide-ranging history is. That's right. Mm-hmm. It's it's a it's a it's a it's a weird thing. History. It is, isn't it? The historian is like often it's said in the past. <laughs> All right, so uh, we're going to take a break. We'll come back in a moment, and we'll have some bizarre file stories, and most importantly, another shot of five hundred dollars. MMR's rock refund is coming up. Stay with us. We'll be back in a moment. What's new? Glad you asked. Dirty honey. The Black Keys. New music. More of everything that rocks. On 93.3 WMMR. I would like to do three quick shout outs, if you guys don't mind, uh, to uh, before we get to the bizarre file. Uh, I got this email that says, hey, Preston, my name is Chris. I'm a nurse at Brimmar Hospital. I called him Wednesday morning, had the wrong answer to the Goonies trivia question. But during the call, you thanked us and said kind words about my coworkers and I have been uh, doing during the COVID-19 pandemic. If possible, I'd love to get a, a shout out for the amazing staff at BMH. Although it's been rough, every person here has done their absolute best during this crisis, and they do so every day of the year, no matter what. And I'm a huge fan. I go way back to the PMS days of Y100. Thank you guys at MMR, uh, what you do every day uh, for the morale of the people in the Philly area. And that is from Christopher Bauer. So for Bryn Mawr Hospital, a shout out, man. Thank you guys. We appreciate it. And this one says, hey, I was wondering if you could give a big shout out for a group I spearheaded 
uh, to feed frontline workers. It's called One Meal at a Time. And with donations, we were able to raise $9,000 and feed many frontline people. That's awesome. <clears throat> this was started a month ago with a small group of friends sending food to our friends on the front line. I knew financially we couldn't keep doing this. Uh, so, uh, we, I'm sorry. I knew financially we could not keep doing this how One Meal at a Time was conceived. And with the help of many people offering to deliver, bake, making uh, making the advertising flyers and just the monetary donations with the help of Sonny's Deli in Limerick. Remember, they, they brought a sandwich not that long yes, ago. Yes, they did. Awesome. Uh, for providing the food and the sweet spot in Skipac. I love that place. Uh, that's me speaking, not quoting her. Yeah. And providing all the sweets, we have some very happy, grateful frontline people. The one meal at a time is winding down, and I'm so grateful for a community of people that came together to make this goal of $500 become $9,000. Thank you in advance. That is from Nancy Daniker. So she wants to send a shout out to the group. And we're happy that you got on board and took the initiative and did that. And then the last one's a simple one. It says, hey, please give a huge shout-out to my son, William Lowell. His 21st birthday is May 5th. Sadly, there will be no Cinco de Mayo pub crawl, so we have to make do with a nice bottle of scotch. Uh, thank you. We are both listeners, and he would love to hear it. Um, that is from Liz Lowell. So this is for William. And happy 21, dude. Sorry yeah. it's under these conditions, um, but uh, you can still celebrate down the road, too. Exactly. So you get two. Yeah. Two of them. You get, you get to get drunk with your parents. <laughs> yeah, first time. And then we do the bizarre fight. Now, bizarre. WMMR presents bizarre. Kristen and Steve's bizarre. bizarre fight. Wait, wait, wait for it. Yeah. Brought to you this morning by A.D. Moyer Lum, all locations lumber, not lum. A.D. Moyer Lumber. All locations remain open to provide your building material and hardware needs and are focused on customer and staff safety. Call or email ahead for curbside pickup or delivery. You can find them at ADMoyer.com. On Detroit, a woman said she was in shock when a fight broke out as she was flying back home on Thursday. She and her children returned home from a family commitment in Los Angeles, but that wasn't the worst part of the trip. A large brawl broke out on board. She said, we couldn't believe it. It was hap- that it was happening. It was really scary. I had my kids with me, and everybody was like, oh, my God. What started as an argument between passengers, she said, turned into an assault. A passenger said other passengers were being too loud when he was trying to sleep, and then he was beaten bloody. I'm trying to sleep. And I saw a video of this, Steve. This dude is standing over the guy who's sitting down in the seat. And I mean, full on wow. haymaker after haymaker. I couldn't believe it. Uh, she said um, uh, passengers were urging spirit employees to help. And she stated everyone was like, why aren't you doing anything? And they were saying, we don't get paid enough to deal with this. What? Uh, the pilots made an emergency landing in Des Moines, Iowa for two hours. She said the culprits changed out of their bloody clothes when the plane landed. They went and changed their clothes before the marshals came. She said they hurried and ran to the bathroom because they had blood all over their clothes and they didn't want to be recognized. Passengers were shocked that the people involved were allowed to come back onto the flight. So how many people are we talking that were involved in the, in the beating? I don't know. But I just saw one in the video. Huh. The police said they didn't have jurisdiction to arrest anyone, so they let them back on oh the flight. Oh, my God. Jesus. Uh, what? The woman said she was hey, shocked. Sorry about that beating back there. I hope you're enjoying the rest of the flight. Uh, that the flight was uh, packed after Spirit told her they would, be, they would distance passengers due to coronavirus concerns, but that wasn't. She said they didn't clean the blood either. We sat there for two hours. Everyone sucking everyone's coronavirus. <laughs> She said she's planning to self-quarantine and get tested as soon as possible. Spirit did refund her, though, 
and they have not responded about the fight and why wow. they didn't uh, leave those people off the plane. Yeah, it was that unbelievable. That ridiculous. It does, Good yes. News, uh, everybody aboard the flight is going to get a complimentary water. <laughs> This is ridiculous, too. Women dressed as healthcare workers are taking packages from outside residents' homes in Washington State, according to the police. Uh-huh. Two women described by police as suspects in a porch piracy case are seen in surveillance videos wearing scrubs and what appears to be a lanyard with an identification badge. One wears gloves as she takes packages, a package off the front porch of a home, and they don't believe that they're real nurses. Probably not. One package stolen Wednesday was taken from the home of an actual nurse and a law enforcement officer. Michelle Santiago, who was out working at the time of the delivery, said, I could see the FedEx driver drop the package off around 3 o'clock that afternoon in one video. And in the following video, this woman walks up and takes it less than five minutes later. Inside the package was a customized organizer for her husband's police equipment. Santiago shared the video with her neighborhood group and found other instances of this happening. So police are looking for them. Well, you'll be happy to know a local asparagus fortune teller has predicted great news coming from Somerset, England, during the coronavirus lockdown. Uh, Jemima Packington, who is from Bath, is an asperomancer. So what does this mean? Asperomancer. Asperomancer. Okay. Uh, And she has cast her vegetables for the month of May, which is National Asparagus Month, by the way. I love asparagus. The 64-year-old said the the formation of the asparagus for this month forecasts good news on the horizon. So when she threw it, did the asparagus actually spell out the words good news? No, it didn't. So she appeared on ITV's This Morning Today chat show. She said, I am the world's only asparamancer, and I make predictions using asparagus. Well, you're quite insane, aren't you? You can cast asparagus, you don't toss it, and the asparagus create patterns when they are cast on a flat surface. And Mm. then, from the patterns that are created, I am able to make predictions. Of course they do, security. The (laughs) the asparamancer had correctly predicted Brexit and England's Cricket World Cup win in recent times. That's wonderful. She added, the May predictions show a letter V and a letter E, which show we will have a double celebration during the upcoming bank holiday. Uh, The little budlets that you can see on the background indicate refreshments of the alcohol variety. Ah. So we are all going to have a jolly good time. Also, the spears coming forward uh, indicate there is really great good news on the way for us all this month. She's also made other predictions about 2020, and one of which predicts Donald Trump winning a second term as president, but he will again face impeachment and be booted out of office, she said. You must be out of your goddamn mind! Jemima claims Brexit will happen smoothly and will not cause any of the problems that have been anticipated. She also says to expect more royal births. But also a bereavement this year, while a shakeup of the major political parties is also on the horizon. All this from asparagus? Yeah. And perhaps also most her most fitting prediction, the veil of Eversham asparagus will be heralded as the most prized vegetable worldwide. So these are the predictions of the asparamancer. Did she Behold. predict how tightly her straitjacket would fit? No. She has no visions of that as of Wow. Yet. All right. Um, it is time. 93.3 WMMR. Now, your rock refund keyword. The word is choice. C-H-O-I-C-E. You have until 15 minutes after the hour to enter that word choice. And there are three ways to do it. Uh, via text to the special contest short code, which is 45911. 
Or to be automatically entered for the $10,000 grand prize, you can enter on the MMR mobile app or at WMMR.com. One random entry wins 500 bucks in this company-wide contest, and that person will get a call from Beasley, so make sure that you answer your phone. The contest rules are available at WMMR.com. It's sponsored by A&T Subaru and Chevy in Sellersville. I'm going to give it to you one more time. The word is choice, C-H-O-I-C-E. Good luck to you. With that, we'll take a break. We'll be back in a moment, and we'll get to the uh, lesson question, trash, and music news, and we return. Like what you hear? You can see it, too. Check out Preston and Steve's Daily Rush at PrestonandSteve.com. Steven Singer Jewelers is now offering financing online with interest-free options available for a limited time. Get pre-qualified in seconds. Learn more at IHateStevenSinger.com. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. All right, so we'll do today's lesson question, and we're going to give away a $60 gift card from... Territory Foods Prepared Meal Delivery Service. Uh, Let me see here. I'm going to go with... um, Which general was a big part of the Franco-American War? 215-263-WMMR. Let's see if you know the answer. Which general was a big part of the Franco-American War? 215-263-WMMR. While you're calling in, we'll do the trash. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. And it's brought to you by your local Deets and Watson Real Philly Delis. They are open for takeout. Taste four generations of family recipes made with love and show your support for local businesses. RealPhillyDeli.com. Deeds and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. What's going on this morning, Steve? Well, Tommy Lee has just listed his Calabasas estate for under $5 million. Lee's realtor says the house is a bit of a fixer-upper, noting that many of the walls have penis dents. (laughs) Oh, my God. Scott Disick has entered a rehab facility in Colorado for alcohol and cocaine abuse. The staff at All Points North Lodge in Colorado is reporting that Disick is doing very well, but have admitted now that they are all drinking. And finally, Dwayne Chapman, a.k.a. Dog the Bounty Hunter, is engaged to his late wife's best friend, Francie Frayne, just 10 months after she passed away. Chapman issued a statement saying no one will ever replace Beth, but that's not going to stop him from trying. Yep. And that's your holy <laughs> All right. Let's see if somebody knows the answer. Uh, which general was a big part of the Franco-American War? And I will go to Andrew. Hey, Andrew. Hello. All right, buddy. We want to see if you were listening. What uh, general was a big part of the Franco-American War? That would be Chef Boyardee. Chef yeah. Boyardee. Yeah. Hang on, sir. Andrew, we got you covered. We're going to give you a $60 gift card from Territory Foods, prepared meal delivery service, making healthy eating a really easy thing, offering chef-made nutritious meals in addition to produce boxes packed with 15 pounds of fresh veggies. Uh, visit, visit TerritoryFoods.com to order and, and find out how you can give back to frontline workers in our community. All right, music news. Here we go. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. Come on. Yeah. There it is. All right, you know, let's get right into the uh, the clip that we have of Billy Joe Armstrong. He has been playing what you need. Sponsorship right there. Oh, oh, sorry. Music News has a sponsor. It's brought to you by Cinch, a propane tank home delivery service that brings propane right to your doorstep. Visit cinch.com and use my promo code PRESTON 
to get $10 off your first tank exchange. Okay. Billy Joe's been doing these No Fun Mondays. He's been performing, recording uh, in his living room and releasing songs on Mondays. And uh, he's done some really cool stuff in the past, and I love that he's done this. Uh, Kids in America. Always love that song. Kim Wilde. Love the video, too. Yeah, great tune. And uh, let's hear a little bit of this case. We got it? Yeah, we got it. All right, here we go. Looking out a dirty old window. Down below the cars in the city go rushing by. I sit here alone and I wonder why. Friday night and everyone's moving. I can feel the heat and it's soothing getting down. I search for the Like it. He uh, always like does um, the right sort of justice to the source material, yeah. putting a little bit of his own spin on it. But, yep. uh, yeah, you don't need to change much with that song. No. It's no. a toe tapper. Yep, exactly. So uh, we'll see what he comes up with next and how long he continues to do this. Papa Roach has released the official video for the track Feel Like Home. Uh, the clip was filmed at home under quarantine, providing a rare look into the band members and their family at home. Uh, the band explained, we're all home in quarantine and decided to try and entertain our families a little bit with one of our favorite songs from the record. Uh, we hope it brings, in America. <laughs> brings a little joy and positivity. <laughs> really looking forward to seeing people around the world uh, trying their own. Uh, the group is encouraging fans around the world to create their own version of the Feel Like Home video. Uh, from home the uh, for the opportunity to win several prizes, including a grand prize of $1,200. And uh, all entries are to be submitted by Sunday, May 31st, at which point the band will review all the entries and choose a winner plus two runner-up prizes as well. And there are, uh, pr- there's prizing for 10 submissions selected at random, too. So if you want to, go for it. Give it a shot. Uh, Axel Rose took issue with California residents who protested against Governor Gavin Newsom's order closing Orange County beaches to help slow the spread of coronavirus. Newsom closed the beaches last Thursday after crowds packed the coastline uh, the previous weekend in defiance of the need for social distancing amid the global coronavirus pandemic. Uh, The Orange County Sheriff said that he would not enforce the order. And on Friday, a few hundred people gathered near the Huntington Beach Pier uh, with most people not wearing protective masks to voice their disapproval of the state's stay-at-home mandate. Uh, Rose wrote on Twitter, uh, question, If the sheriffs can choose not to enforce beach closers, can the hospitals choose not to admit any possible COVID-19 suspected beachgoers? Just ask it. Uh, There were over 52,000 new coronavirus cases and 2,172 deaths in California as of Monday, with around 2,400 cases confirmed in Orange County. So Axel offering his advice. Uh, ACDC fans uh, participated on Saturday... In this year's edition of the annual Bond Fest, which pays tribute to late ACDC frontman Bon Scott. Uh, the fest went virtual after the coronavirus pandemic forced the organizers to pull the plug on the usual public gatherings in the Scottish town of uh, Kira Muir, where Scott was born. The online version featured a video message 
from Scott's successor in ACDC, Brian Johnson, who is allegedly back in the band after having to leave in 2016 due to severe hearing issues. Johnson said, hey, everybody, I know you're all disappointed that the Bond Fest is not going to be on this year. But as you know, uh, this virus has got everything pretty screwed up. Uh, but I'm sure it will be back next year, bigger and better than we can all, uh, and we can all go and celebrate our favorite singer's life. Uh, he added, I've got nothing much to say except the fact that I'm as bored as you all are. And now I'm going to take the piss myself challenge. <laughs> uh, I just want to get out there. Keep tight. Stay safe. And we'll see you all again. As Bond would have said, ride on and we'll see you then. Uh, Scott, of course, joined ACDC in 1974 and sang on the band's first six studio albums. He achieved international stardom before his death at the age of 33 in 1980 uh, from alcohol poisoning, by the way. And last little interesting thing. All that remains, frontman Phil Labonte said in an interview on the Breaking the Ice podcast that most of the songs on Metallica's Load and Reload LPs are sonically very similar to any of the albums by Nickelback. Labonte explained, uh, I want to point out one thing about Nickelback that I think a lot of people uh, know, but they don't realize they know it. Nickelback records are Metallica, Load and Reload, sonically. Almost any of the Nickelback songs could go on Load or Reload, and almost any of the songs on Load or Reload could go on a Nickelback record. Does he have proof? He later added, uh, and just get James Hetfield to sing the stuff on a Nickelback record or vice versa, and you would not know the difference. And that's not a criticism. That's not, uh, he said, it's not a criticism at all. Uh, he said, sonically, those albums are very, very close. At the time, at least, they were the pinnacle of audio quality when it comes to production. There's not records that sound better than those that came out in that same era, and those songs are all phenomenally crafted songs. He said the vast majority of Metallica and Nickelback songs from that era would be interchangeable, adding that Nickelback could absolutely do Metallica song Fuel on any Nickelback record, and people would be like, F yeah. Although critically acclaimed at the time, Load and Reload are considered by many fans to be amongst the worst Metallica albums ever made. Do you want me to play anything from Load? I've sure. got uh, King Nothing here. All play right. a little bit of it. And then we'll uh, then grab um, grab it an up-tempo uh, Nickelback song, All right. if you would, please. They got a little taste for that, right? There you go. Okay. All right, now let's hear a little bit of uh, Nickelback. Hmm. Not quite. Production's a little different. All right, back to Metallica. All right. Play something else. Let me try a different uh, one yeah. here. All right. I got, uh, I think this is Metallica. All right, this might be This might be better. Is this from Load or Reload? Yes, from Load. All right. 
Hey, listen, you know, I mean, it's old guitar, you know. Still bass. rock and roll to me. It's still rock and roll, even if it's old junk. Yeah. Whatever it is, but. It's just What's easy. What's the matter with the clothes I'm wearing? Yeah. yeah it's easy to uh, knock on, on Nickelback. There, It's an easy punchline. There are loads of Nickelback knockers. <laughs> sure. You Nickelback knocker. <laughs> Okay. With my clothes around your knees, <laughs> saying please, a pretty please. I put your finger to your nose and I wait for the sneeze. All right, so that's Rawr! what Phil Labonte says. All that remains. All right, uh, that's it. That's all I have in music news for you. <laughs> that's all we needed. Actually, man. you know what? No, there's a clip here, and I did not hear this. Pete Townsend says the Who doesn't exist anymore. He do. Uh, so I want to hear that. Uh, if you could find that case ready. from today's. Here we go. You know, the Who don't exist anymore. You know, we don't go into a studio, you know, with me, Keith Moon, and John Entwistle, with me on guitar. That's not there anymore. It's just me, the songwriter, and just Roger, the singer. I can do all kinds of stuff. But that rock band is not there any longer. Okay. He's right. He's right. Yeah. You know, that's, uh, that makes total sense. It's interesting that he would uh, come out and say that, but he's absolutely spot on. And didn't mention that. Kenny Jones either, right? Uh, no. I, yeah. It doesn't count. I mean, that, that was... was a mistake. <laughs> I didn't really care for him. They had some great stuff, yeah. but, but they... And Kenny Jones is a pretty straight-ahead drummer, and, and Keith had clearly his own style, which made it a little more special, I think. But there was still, like, Eminence Front and some, you know, Tricky Day, another Tricky mm, Day. Great stuff. That came out of that era, but... Yeah, yeah, that was... Uh, that's interesting to hear him say that. Okay, okay. We're going to take a break. We'll come back in a second. Later today, over the world of the week. Brian and we're back. Stay with us. Monday nights at 9, join MMR's Jackie Bam Bam for a kick-ass concert clip, a live performance, Metallica moment. In conjunction, Metallica is releasing an entire concert recording. Available for your streaming pleasure right here at WMMR.com. Rock's reigning kings with MMR's nighttime jester, Jackie Bam Bam. Every Monday night at 9. So when dinner's done, break from the TV and rock your smart speaker. It's Metallica Mondays. With 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Beautiful morning. It's uh, the weather looks fantastic. Going to go up to about sixty-two degrees and uh, partly cloudy skies. Interesting thing about the weather. I got a text from somebody that says, "Can you please stop saying where the weather should be? Weather is not predetermined." No, that's not true. It is a- absolutely predetermined. We're going to stop doing weather from now on because that person doesn't want us to do weather anymore. So, just letting you know, you win. You win. You won, buddy. Congratulations. You've hollowed us out. <laughs> You've made us shells, empty shells now. Without anything to talk about. You know what is kind of cool, though? What? Seeing some of the construction workers back. Yeah, we're seeing uh, some people walking by our window, getting some work done in this building. It put it on hold, obviously, but uh, now we probably only have three years left of uh, construction done. <laughs> to get Did done see here. a big 18-wheeler yeah. pull in, Preston, with the word <laughs> Dunkachino on the side. Shut so your mouth. Don't tease me that like that. crew is here. That the, the SEAL Team 6 of Dunkachino. <laughs> Uh, they're going to come in and fix that machine. Though, how, how do we approach that machine now? We're going to push the buttons and everything? Do you push it with your elbow? I don't know. Uh, but anyway, tomorrow afternoon showers, 53 is going to be high. It's going to be a much different day tomorrow. So don't enjoy the weather. I'm sorry. You don't know what it is. You can't stop me. I have a compulsion. 
Uh, Thursday, sunshine in 65. So it's going to be a nice day on Thursday, from what I understand. should be 75. I know, I know. Uh, I want to thank Dan Cummins for being yeah. on the show. Dan's great. He's such a he's such a nice guy. He's very, very funny. He's got a new stand-up comedy special called Get Out of Here, Devil. He's into very cool, weird stuff. Yeah, he's got, uh, what's the name of his podcast, Steve? Uh, oh, God almighty. Time suck. Time, Time suck. suck. Thank you. And then there was, uh, what's, what's the the pay feature? Is Private Suck or... Something like yes, that. It's very funny, and uh, he loves poking fun at conspiracy theories and uh, cults and just yep. weird things. Weird and, uh, stuff that you're into, he's into too. He's great. So uh, that special, by the way, is available across all kinds of platforms: um, Comcast, Amazon, Spectrum, Apple TV, Google Play, so on and so forth. YouTube, even that. So it's nice to have him on today. And uh, I think that's all that I have for the thank yous to do. Um, that's all we needed. We, we packed it. Every bit of information you could need about Arnold Ziffel, we gave you today. We gave it to you. We let you know the history of Arnold Ziffel the pig. Go forth and tell your children. Please don't let this be unmarked. Kids, sit down. So we should do the letter of the day. Yeah. I turned Casey Boyd to give it to me. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter. And the Preston and Steve Show is brought to you today by the letter. A, as in... Ample boobage. Ample boobage. Oh, All right. Uh, anybody in particular you're thinking of? No. All right. All right. And we have a th- <laughs> a three hundred dollar Primo uh, Hoagies gift card. By the way, Primo Hoagies is still making award winning Hoagies in your local stores, and all locations are offering. No. 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 You eat pieces of ass. <laughs> No. Uh, all locations are offering online ordering, curbside pickup, and no contact deliveries are available, plus new social distancing trays and lunch boxes. I was just there yesterday, Preston. Yeah? And I bought like five sandwiches. Nice. In preparation. Did you get the bread scooped? Oh, God, yeah. Yeah. Order online. A savage. At uh, primohogies.com slash orders, by the way, so you can do that. And there you go. Uh, let's see. Let me thank our sponsors and then... Oh, hey, no, he's here. We can indeed find out what he's got coming up. Pierre Robert just made it into the studio. How you doing, man? Did we do the letter? We, we did. did the letter, yeah. That's what I thought. Ample boobage. Yeah, yeah we did. A for ample boobage. Apparently. That's what I knew. Yeah. Uh, what's on your show today? Things. Uh-huh. <laughs> Very good. Listen. Money possibilities at 4 and 6 p.m. with Jackson. At noon and two with me. That's right. At eight. <laughs> <laughs> What's on Jackson's show today, Pierre? Jackson will do things that no one can imagine. Yeah. I mean, what Jackson has in mind today, in fact, don't even listen to me. Yeah, Go darn. right to, jump right to Jackson. Jump right to Jackson. It's uh, the J to J. Jump to Jackson. All right? And then uh, it's S with J. Stay yeah. with Jackie. All right. yeah. Jump to Jackson. Stay with Jackie. F. Pierre. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <All right. laughs> there we go. Uh, this, that's the ultimate candor. I'm... F. P. J. J. S. J. Yes, okay. yes. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Now we're cooking with gas. All right. Uh, we'll Thank have you. money opportunities at noon and two. We've got um, workforce blocks of Van Halen, Shine Down, and Led Zeppelin, and we've got action and pithy conversation and pithy. You had me at Van Halen. All right, Thank you. excellent. Today's a good VH day. What do you want? Let me think about that. Think on that. There's Let a lot know. of good stuff. Maybe it'll uh, sync up with the time you're driving home. Okay. All right. All I right. love it when that happens. Pierre, sometimes will we'll make me aware of the. Yeah. Uh, 
of the workforce blocks, and he's like, you know, I got this coming up, right. and it'll happen right when I'm in my car. It's fantastic. And you have a special line right in, don't you? Uh, yes, I do. And speaking of special lines right in, Jerry has got a special line right into us. Jerry? Hi, Jerry. How are you today? I'm fantastic now, guys. How are you? Wonderful. And give us the reason that you are so excited and happy. I just won $500. Oh! How about them apples? You got 500 bucks, MMR's Rock Refund. That's a wonderful thing. Tell us a little bit about you, Jerry. Where are you from? I'm from Newark, Delaware. And uh, what are you doing with yourself these days? Oh, I'm working at the front line at Acme Market. Thankfully, I'm still working. Very good for you, sir. Thanks for what you do. Thank you. Acme, a fine sponsor of WMMR as well. We love it. They're a great company. That's very cool. But a little $500 love can go a long way, can't it? Oh, it certainly will. It's going right towards the wedding fund. Oh, really? When are you getting married? Uh, Hopefully in December, once this all mess is cleared up. All right. Well, good luck to you, sir, and and, uh, hopefully this will aid in all that. We appreciate it. Let's hear it for Jerry. Jerry! Winner with MMR's Rock Refund. Yet another one. Pierre, ah! two chances coming up in just a little while. That's a Don't beautiful Jackson. thing. Jackson. And Jackson. jump. In fact, right, skip over Pierre. Jackson. Jump right to Jackson. J to J. Let me thank our sponsors. President and Steve <laughs> Show brought to you today by Acme Markets Fresh Food Local Flavors. Also brought to you by uh, Dunkin' Donuts, the official coffee of the President and Steve Show, and PLCB. Talk with your kids about alcohol early and often. Go to know when, how, no, don't do that. Go to know when, knowhow.org. Yes, I'm looking for know-how when. No, no, no. That's the one. (laughs) Uh, Tomorrow on the program, it's a Wednesday, so we go live on Fox Good Day. We'll have a secret text word, and we will also have Julia Ray. She's from the show Listen to Your Heart, and she listens to the Preston and Steve show. Are you kidding me? She's local. (laughs) Listen to your heart. That is correct, so that is tomorrow. Well, now I'll have to watch that show. Uh, That is it. We are done. Ray John, have a great day, and thank you, teachers, for uh, National Teachers Appreciation Day. Yes. You're the best. We love you, and we'll see you tomorrow, gang. Bye-bye. The Preston and Steve love you. Hate you. Line. Here's what we're going to have to do for vacation now. We're going to have to take it back to the olden days. We're going to have to start hopping the fire plug since we ain't going to have no pools. Next message. I want to suggest May the 5th. May the 5th of scotch in my liquor cabinet never go dry. Next message. Well, just when you thought you had something to worry about, now you got a giant hornet that eats a head of prey and feed them till they're young. <sighs> Thanks, Preston. The Preston and Steve Love You, Hate You line. Call 484-434-1333. MMR rocks. Brought to you by DellToyota.com and DellChevrolet.com. Jack, sell them for less. If you love John, Paul, George, and Ringo, I invite you to check out our Beatles Minute Podcast. I'm Andre Gardner, and we'll keep you in the loop with all the latest Beatles news every single week. Subscribe and download today at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts.